0: Can you be quiet, please? Thank you.
1: Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I
0: want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand.
2: Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that?
0: you were have any freaking game,
1: dude? It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation. Here is your host. Clip Brock.
3: Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can still find us on 1250, 930, also online, pr927fm.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, like the stream, and chime in on what you'd like to discuss on this tuesday happy basketball night to those who celebrate the pirates mike schwartz first game as the head coach tonight in Menji's coliseum they take on mercer i told you yesterday i was a little bit nervous about this game i saw the line i'm even more nervous about this game tonight uh, we will discuss that in a moment we will talk about it with uh, our guests coming up at 3 30 we've got a great lineup today of bald men Maybe the best bald lineup we've ever had on Pirate Radio Live. 3.30, Michael Perry joins us, former coach at East Carolina. Now, uh, Jeff Charles is partner in crime on the broadcast. As he'll be calling the action tonight, uh, Coach Perry joins us to talk hoops at 3.30. At 4 o'clock, the play-by-play voice of the Cincinnati Bearcats and Cincinnati Bengals, Dan Horde, will join us on the show. He just called five Joe Mixon touchdowns on Sunday, also Saw Cincinnati knock off Navy, and now the Bearcats will try to continue their home winning streak, second longest in the nation behind Clemson. They have not lost a home game since November 10th, 2017. It was a Friday night to Temple, and now the Pirates will try to snap that streak coming up on a Friday night. So we'll talk uh, some Bearcats football with Dan Horde, and then at 4 30, Mike Mullis will join us here. In the Pirate Radio studios, talking all things sports, Bryce Williams, former Pirate tight end, will join us at 5 to talk football and go Pirate Radio outdoors. Shirley Rhodes is here. turn, Peter, Pete, stepping up on the video production today. And inside the Pirate Radio studios, we have Jonathan Ellerby. Hello, Ellerby.
4: What's up, Clipper? Did Bryce Williams shave his head?
3: nah the bald streak ends with mully okay we got a great run of three guests uh, that are bald his hair is a lot shorter now than it was when he played but it is not bald greatest day in pirate
4: radio with bald guests is what you're saying i think this is the best bald lineup we've had three heavy hitters do you think someone that could be in this building could be upset that uh, he's not on the show today (laughs) Could be. i mean (laughs) not a part of the greatest bald lineup of all time (laughs) the best of all time
3: yeah okay it worked out that way it just did apologies yeah uh, to uh to troy d Bald broadcasters and filling in for willie smith we needed a former player to join us eller because we're just a bunch of non-athletic talking heads we needed an athlete to join us here in willie's absence so chandler honeycutt stepping up former center and long snapper joins us here on the show hello chandler
5: what's up clipper and what a great taste of athletes that you have. Uh, what a great decision on the substitute for Willie Smith to have Chandler Honeycutt, former long snapper for the Lakewood Leopards. That's
3: right.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of similarities here. Just, a, you know, on you think of Willie Smith and the offensive line, and you think of Chandler, and uh, hey, Chandler, how you doing? <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, not much uh, uh, on my resume, but I do take pride in being a
3: former long snapper. And uh, I'm a former long snapper, so... Yeah, thank you, Chandler. A former almost walk-on to ECU football. Yes. Um, you came was... the closest out of any of us to getting on the ECU football team. Yeah.
5: I Actually, I put on my practice jersey. They had me out there. I bet I snapped about 50 footballs that day.
3: Who looked at you? Shannon Sh- Moore. Shannon Moore? Yeah. Just one day? Yeah, it was at night. Oh, so it was one it night. It was one day at night, Ellery.
5: <laughs> yeah. It Which, was that It was that night. I mean, they started the process of like getting your height and weight and all that, and it was... Uh, it was daytime at that at that moment. But
4: did it take by, them a long time to weigh and measure you? There was
5: a, there was a lot of guys out there trying to walk onto the football team. Mm. There was probably a, over fifty guys out there trying to walk on. Did, did
3: any of them that did make the team like any notables? Not that I, I mean, I have no, no idea. Just like so, just, like Justin, Justin Hardy wasn't yeah. out there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, chime in if you'd like, Robert, giving us scores on the. Buccaneer Music Hall Scoreboard presented by DaBuck. DaBuck. He says, Norfolk State Women won last night 125-19. Thank you for that score update, Robert. I would say that was a, uh, a blowout. Wow. Um, Rick Cantor says, cue the basketball pet band music. <inaudible> wow. That's the song we were just singing. bam. <inaudible> <inaudible>
4: Have we looked ahead at any of the holiday schedule to see when the band and the students may be out of town to have you guys fill in? I would love to do
3: that on a mic. We would a cappella the band.
5: The pet band usually doesn't come for the first few games, right? Or they're there. They should be there. It's
4: during like the Christmas. Where are they gonna
5: be? Alright, well, I was about to say they better be, well, I'm not going to even
4: have you there tonight, even if they weren't there.
3: I will be missing tonight, and that also makes me nervous.
4: Clip Brock, you said you're nervous for the basketball team on Tuesday night. Where are your nerves level ECU football versus ECU basketball?
3: Chandler, do you remember my statement yesterday? He made a statement I made yesterday. A statement. He made, I said... We Well, first of all, we asked him this. Are you nervous? So I am more nervous about tonight's game than I am Friday night's game. I feel like I feel better about ECU going to Cincinnati winning a football game than I do about ECU winning at home against Mercer tonight. Do you
4: feel like if do you feel like the Mercer game is not gonna be close or Yeah, it's gonna be close. It's gonna be sixty three
3: to fifty nine. Mercer is gonna win tonight. Are you serious, Clark? Yeah. I am. Unfortunately, I am. You're going with the Mercer Bears? Is that right? (laughs) By
5: the way, Mercer is a a one-and-a-half point player.
3: Yeah, that makes me nervous, too. Mercer is a favorite in this game on the road over East Carolina. Man. Yeah. So, uh, But the good news is... I don't know anything. I don't know who's starting. I don't think anybody knows except the personnel of this uh, this basketball. Person. You know, it's bad when Cy si Seymour doesn't know. He doesn't even know. What's he going said on. yesterday, "Wish he had more for me." He don't have anything for me. Nobody. Does Michael Perry know? But I can tell you this clip: They're going to fight. They're going to fight out there. I want to know how much Michael Perry knows when we talk to him in twenty minutes. Uh, like who who are the guys that are going to have the ball when it matters? Like Tristan Newton last year. I don't uh, who's that guy. Don't know. Got to go to Minji's and find out. Go to mengees seven o'clock. <laughs> find out tonight at seven o'clock. Uh, Robert says the specialist Chandler. Add it to your nickname. You're the specialist.
6: The specialist. You do a little bit of
5: everything I like here. That.
3: Producing on yeah. air, sales, kind of do it all. I like that. Ellerby, send it. Janitor. To the specialist. I'm a janitor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take care of the trash. I'm the specialist. You're the specialist. You're a long, sp- long snapper. You are a <laughs> special boy. Uh, Troy said you could have had me. Former athlete and bald guy instead a chandler troy's a former athlete have you not heard about pirate radio before yeah i mean he's done it all he crushed it in nine-year-old soccer (laughs) well he said what his dad was the coach right so he got us he got on the team and was able to to get a ribbon at the end of the year (laughs) there it is all time uh oh no josh thomas also has a prior engagement oh no this is prior engagement tuesday he will not be there rocking in the lower bowl he is planning to tailgate saturday and be loud at Minji's. hey josh i got an idea how about you come pick up your beer that you won and tailgate with that on saturday perfect idea we have no room to walk around in the kitchen anymore come pick up your prizes people come
5: pick up your beer and tailgate with it on saturday and i'll help you drink the beer
3: if this was opening
4: day of baseball, would Josh Thomas be busy?
3: No. Nah. This is the, Josh, that's a great point. My prior engagement I agreed to before I— Before the schedule came out? Nah. Well, close. I can tell you the date if you really want to know. I don't.
4: Okay. This, you just said you didn't put ECU basketball as the number one.
3: No, nah, because this is a paid gig. And I do not get paid to go to ECU Basketball Games. And we, one day, I think I probably will be paid to go. You have been paid to go to front row. <laughs> you have. But, but not yet. Okay. Uh, oh, I'll be, I'll do some PA in December. I guess technically I'll be paid to go there for that. Yes. For that. Uh, but I got to, uh, I got to chase that green, baby. That green. Just all about the money. All about the money. When you have no money, it's all about the money. <laughs> uh, so I unfortunately will not be there. Chandler will be there with my parents. Yes,
4: I will. That is true. I will be there with Mr. and Mrs. Brock. Who are you going to sit next to? His mother. You are? Yeah. Will you ask to sit in the middle so you can get a flavor of both?
5: I could. I I could be like, hey, can I? I, Hey, I'm scared. Can I I
4: sit in between you guys here at the basketball game? I want want you to tweet a picture of you sitting in between the Brocks tonight.
5: Oh, well, that's done. can Can I go ahead and say? Man, I don't want to go ahead and spoil it,
3: but. It's not that funny. I mean, I think it is. Okay.
5: I am um, I was planning on taking a selfie with Mr. and Mrs. Brock tonight and then tweeting out and saying, Hey, Clip, say, hey, at tweeting Clip, my mom and dad said you can come over Saturday night, but bring nice clothes because we're going to church on Sunday.
4: Ellery. <laughs> Man, you've been at Troy D. Joke School. <laughs>
3: hey speaking of the devil did your vibes of troy rub off uh, money there? he couldn't help it he couldn't help it all right folks so stay tuned for that awesome tweet coming up later tonight <laughs> it is going to go viral and you can be one of the first to like it coming up what time are you planning on shooting that baby off channel uh, probably around 720 all right 720 ish be ready the world is going to change you and, know how many uh, more
4: people are joining twitter right now <laughs> <laughs> sign up now people are dumping like facebook and Like getting the downloading the app.
3: People are paying eight bucks uh, to join Twitter so they can retweet Chandler's uh, tweet tonight. Now
4: I do think if you send that picture from their couch later tonight, now that might be a different (laughs) story. It might take it up a whole notch that you are actually their new kid. That would be strange.
3: (laughs) All right, we put out the uh, the bald signal and he showed
7: up. Troy D is here. Thought it was important to be a part of this historic moment clip are you uh are you emotional <laughs> i'm just a little sad i wasn't included on this on the get-go i had to barge my way in here how about uh chandler not knowing i was an athlete i was a little disappointed in you there too son
3: all right what what, what
5: sports what former sport did you all play?
7: types of sports tennis athletes soccer athlete.
3: except like the ones that normal people play <laughs> yeah. like baseball basketball <laughs> football yeah. i did
7: play basketball clip
5: well, well, you see, I'm gonna Mil- do. I'm gonna do you like you do, Shirley. Uh, we have nothing in common. Milbrook we can't Exchange get. You park. play tennis. I don't like tennis. I. I we, we can't get. I t- played a lot
7: of country club sports. Yeah, yeah. You, you just, just said you played at a park. Millbrook Exchange. It was the city league. Don't you know where, you know where Milbrook Exchange? is. So parents. You boys know. Where so so at. your
4: parents paid for you to play basketball somewhere. The Wolverines. <laughs> it was awesome. It's where that everyone experience. made the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Athlete, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Those were the days. Well, have you gotten over your illness?
7: Yeah, I feel good. I just my voice is still a little funny. I was talking about daylight savings. <laughs> <laughs> that's, this might be the cause of this.
3: It was not lost on me that Troy it, D uh, took the day off, like a national Troy D holiday after yeah, I mean, daylight savings.
4: I mean, I didn't think about that, but it might be the reason behind this. I mean, Troy won't say how it's, old he is, but it's been a good five decades that he's had yeah. to deal with daylight savings, and he still can't handle. It's it. It's getting worse as I get older.
5: But and that is something that I think ninety nine point nine percent of the world can agree on. Yeah. That it has to go. Nobody likes it being dark at 5 o'clock hey five suck 30. up calm down I mean, this, is <laughs> one, this is
7: one issue we can all agree on for real in a divided country this is something we can all unite behind in fact it passed the senate with unanimous support it's the links in the house that won't bring it up for a vote so after today that might change and they may go ahead and vote and pass it where there is no more daylight savings time
4: no more daylight savings time or you could just, or, just enjoy life as it is
5: and that's why I wrote Troy's name on the ballot today
7: soil and mm. water is a step
4: mm. I know.
7: Next year I might or next time I might actually put my name on the ballot. Troy D, you nervous for ECU basketball tonight? No. I think they got it. They will oh, really? beat
5: Mercer. Score. Will Troy
7: D be there? I'm uh, planning on it. I gotta check with the boys. You know it's gonna be dark at seven. O'clock. It is depressing. Even Bryce was saying I, there's gonna be lights on in Minji's. He goes, We yeah. only have he goes, We're lucky if we have ninety minutes of sunlight at when school lets out. Even he's figured it out.
4: Does that hurt him when he's on his couch playing on his?
7: <laughs> <phone>? <laughs> <laughs> when you're playing Xbox inside, yeah. it's nice to have light. Coming when you're
3: a family window. of, Ad- I can't see Call of Duty straight. I'm sick of all these night games in Madden. <laughs> no, I want
4: a day game, Dad. Can I take off school tomorrow so I can have a little day game? You know. <laughs>
7: So it's, it's in his DNA. It's but a family anyway, of athletes. We are we're, we're planning to hopefully be there, yes.
3: Planning so. to hopefully?
7: I'm going to say that's a no. That not, like that's a
4: no, that's not
7: a no. In fact, I think Hunter's going correct, so they'll probably want to see their money. We're, we're definitely
4: going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, he's going. Well, yeah, I'm committed. You're interested. I mean, they're probably <laughs> hopefully definitely going.
7: I'm a 100% definitely possible. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Man, are these bald other guys are going to have a tough act to follow. Well, I don't want to miss.
7: I don't want to miss Schwartz's first game because I know I'm going to see Coach. And when I talk to him, I don't want him to go. Did you? Were you there? And I don't want to say no. You said, so, so, so I get guess.
3: this one out of the way. Then you won't have to go the rest of the year. Well, pardon me. Good. That's all right.
4: What a rookie broadcaster. I mean.
3: He's an athlete. He's not really an on air guy. No,
7: you're right. I don't want to that way I could say, Yeah, I was there. You can't tell him that you were definitely maybe trying to go. <laughs> <It> <laughs> no, was and heart. I want to see I want to see what this new pirate team looks like. There's so much uncertainty. Nobody knows anything.
3: Nobody knows now, nothing. I listened to Sai talk yesterday. Including He Doesn't have a clue. Mm. I wish I could tell you more. But he can <laughs> tell you they're gonna fight.
7: Yeah, they're gonna fight. Now, now listen. I, look, listen, he listen. did draw that a couple times.
3: He said look and listen several times yeah. during that conversation. And I'll tell you, buddy. Now, I Si, like si doesn't know. Somebody. What do you think
7: Michael does? Michael Perry don't know anything.
3: I'm hoping he uh, saw some practices and can give me something. I bet he I doesn't have know. a clue. All right. Well, wow. maybe I'll just bump him. No, I don't think because. Don't, on don't try to lump
4: everybody into your <laughs> pure,
7: You're a basketball your guy. Maybe we'll just have you on no, instead of I'm Michael just saying, Perry. I think if if Si cannot answer these questions, I don't think anyone else can. All right. That's my guess.
3: Well, folks, don't tune in to the next interview. It's going <laughs> to suck. No, tune
7: in to hear my prediction confirmed.
3: <laughs> you want to sell our uh, Dan Hoard conversation and <laughs> Mully coming up, too? Oh, I
7: know what Mully's going to say. What's that? What he always says.
3: The opposite of what you're thinking. Exactly. Yes,
5: exactly.
7: Yeah. <laughs>
5: so when you ask Michael Perry uh, coming up, you're gonna say, Hey, you're gonna be there? He's gonna say,
3: hopefully, probably.
8: <laughs> yes. Hopefully, probably.
3: He did I pick bet. up a credential today, so uh, from here. So
4: I, I, I heard Ellerby and his son are gonna be there, so we might try to make it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh there was basketball in Minji's last night. Congratulations, Kim McNeil's pirates get off to a good start with a seventy one to thirty-five win over South Carolina State and Farmville Central Freshman uh maya joiner finished the game with 12 points eight rebounds last night so
7: good opener last night in minchies yeah he's, always good is some w's is Molly a basketball guy i mean i know he's a baseball guy
3: unlike you he actually was on the high school he played basketball so he does like basketball yeah okay he's a, he's actually an athlete or was in his time
7: and a former uh
5: last year was a guest with us in section 213 that is correct. For the Memphis game, which he left early. Wasn't Mully, the,
4: like Jeff McGinnis was his Yeah, high Jeff
3: McGinnis was his uh, teammate. high school teammate. Yeah. Oh, no, cool. yeah, no. No, cool. yeah. no, yeah. All right. Uh, anything else, Troy?
7: No. Good. Good? I might see you tonight. Are you going, Clip? No, you're not. So don't. I, I don't okay. want to hear it.
4: Yeah. He, it, it's not yes or no. Definitely I'm definitely be not hard. going. He's, he, he's, he committed to no. Yeah.
7: I, I feel strongly we'll probably be there.
3: <laughs> do you feel stronger about you being there or EC winning the game what are you more confident in
7: oh I think EC definitely wins okay so that's a definite yeah, a, yeah. I, yeah. I, I really like our chances tonight
4: if not you'll go to the next 10 games <laughs> probably <laughs> probably <Definitely. Maybe> so <laughs> alright
7: yeah but I'd like to be there and see it see what's new you know under this new regime does the band play new songs
3: no no nah. and I kind of uh, like
7: the classics now I don't want them to change. You have no style. choice. <laughs> <laughs> I got to like the tunes. Good. They're fine. Yeah. No, I went there early one game to record them all so we'd have them here, which is, uh, I love Yeah, that was tunes. 15 years ago. I and know, now it's, they're, the and they're same. still relevant. Clip.
3: They play. It's kind of uh, like Jimmy
7: Buffett. It never ever goes out of style. They play
3: Rage Against Machine, Snoop Dogg. Um,. All
5: the hits. Will
7: they throw a crazy Ivan in tonight and have a new one?
3: Like the 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 song we just played from the Pet Band
5: that we have recorded? Dun dun dun. That that dun, that might be the first dun, dun, thing they dun, play tonight. Dun, dun, I, if you want to put a dun, wager on it,
3: we can. That was from uh Doggy Style, 1993. Snoop Doggy Dog. So Great we're about time. 30 years. Yeah, 30 years in, still works. <laughs> hey, never gets old. And
7: don't you find yourself tapping to it with mm-hmm. your toe a little bit? Dun 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 dun
3: dun dun dun. Oh, yeah. Every time. Whoa. We've got a uh, former basketball player, <laughs> former hooper in the house uh, early. I don't how know how many
7: athletes can we have in one building?
4: Here? I don't know if he's
3: coming in here or doing something else. Places uh, is getting packed. Mike Mullis will join us later. How do you
7: feel about uh, Friday? I feel very confident
4: in ECU on Friday.
7: I like our chances. I, I, I think we're playing with house money at this point and uh, all the pressure's on them. And I think we're just kind of playing
4: I was really kind of surprised uh, to to read, you know, the Pirates have lost four in a row to Cincinnati, 10 of the last 11. I kind of feel kind of the same vibe away UCF. I kind of feel like the Pirates are going to flip the script on a Friday night and uh, get a W in Cincinnati. And then I I feel really good about the Houston and Temple games after that as well. I think the most bizarre thing to come out of the Houston game will be if the Pirates get that 11 (laughs) a.m. kickoff on ESPN, too, because that – Will be that will be a interesting tailgate scene, interesting crowd scene. I mean, it would
7: just be lucky to get people at the game that are uh, at that point. Forget the tailgate. Oh, I,
4: that, oh no, don't, don't forget the tailgate. I think it'll be interesting to see who are the people that are going to come out and tailgate for an 11 a.m.
3: and I know that's a terrible kickoff time. Selfishly, for my own self interest, I'm rooting for it, but, yeah. uh, for, but as far as attendance and people, uh, they would hate that. It would cause a stir. People would be like upset with with ECU and John
7: Gilbert about it when it's not their control at all. Well, Troy, Troy's pulling
4: for it. He'd be home before dark.
7: <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, I, in this day and age, I think most people know ECU athletics has nothing to do with kickoff times. When you it know, it's funny TV. you
3: say that because you dumb down everything we do here, and you think you think people understand that. Have you seen like the comments and everything? You well, think,
7: maybe I'm giving our people too much credit. Then,
3: yeah, I, I mean, am I? I think so. Okay. Then dumb it down again, Clip. People don't understand that these kickoff times are not given by East Carolina. Okay.
7: That's why I say that often. Stuff we take for granted. The grand. people I talk to.
3: Yeah. People I talk to don't understand that. people I talk to realize it now. Wow. I'm talking to different
7: people. Well, realize, I guess so.
3: Realize it now.
7: Your people have gotten smarter I over need, the last I week. need your people to talk to my people.
3: Apparently so. We need a meeting uh, held. But if ECU goes to the uh, ESPN Plus, which would probably happen if they lose to Cincinnati, then they have right? some leverage on that. Then they have all the leverage. They decide yeah. what time the kickoff is, which they would probably make it three thirty, four o'clock, probably. Yeah, I, I think
4: I was always kind of pulling for a four o'clock Houston kickoff. I think it would be. Good tailgating if the that, is good. Option, right? that is an on option, right, on ESPNU. Between the right. 11 o'clock yeah. or 4 o'clock. I think I had us at that 4 o'clock ESPNU slot, uh, and I thought that would be a good one. Senior day, get a lot of people out there. Beautiful day. So, uh, seventh home game. So, uh, let's pull for hopefully that. I mean, if it's 11, it's 11. But uh, certainly, be, I think it would just be just like how weird it was that day the game got canceled against A&T and we played on Sunday and just walking around the stadium that it should just be, be of, I, you know what I thought
7: about that it would probably have that type of vibe to it where it almost doesn't like it feels weird
3: but we're going to get that slot if we win the game oh absolutely yeah. so it would be a the biggest game in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in years a long time and it would be senior day for Holden Aylers, Miles, Xavier. The, yeah. Like, so God it would have their major now. implications. Yeah. But with that kickoff time, would the people show up?
4: Well, I mean, if Pirate Nation wants to say that they're the best, and then they need to show up. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. I mean, it's just, and it's going to be tough, tough for out of town fans, tough for fans that have other things going on. But hey, look, it's just the bottom line is if 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 you want to brag about East Carolina University and the loyalty of the fans, then. Hopefully they'll get a get a great crowd there. But it's always tough. Those last few games are always real tough.
7: And, and I really think this team's good enough to run the table, win these last three games. If that happens, puts ECU's record at 9-3. and three. We all know what happened in Navy and State and what should have happened. And if those kicks went in, it would have been an 11-1 and one season. You know, the last time the Pirates finished 11-1, and one Clip Rock? We don't know. For those that aren't following, let's dumb it down for them. 1991, the dream season. That's what this season could have been.
4: What's wrong with finishing nine and three?
7: Nothing. It's a great consolation. I'm just saying that's how close we were to that. And somehow get to the conference championship. Mully's face is uh, uh, all
3: of us right now.
7: Say, like, who, I, I why, thought this could have been a Peach Bowl like year, but before. it's not. Why I even? What is, because we're just. We were that close from it, but happening. it's not but it almost was
4: <laughs> who cares the, the pirates could still does anybody care it almost we was been,
7: we could have been the team of the group of five that goes but we're play. not
4: you keep saying it could yeah, almost play, it, 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 a, who cares Peach
7: Bowl it doesn't
4: it, matter it, it could have we're not that it should have been it's not yeah but you're the only one that cares about that. i know you're I, the I, only person I like feel, i think other people
7: care no I think other people would have cared if we finished 11-1 and we're going I to I think the people would sport. have cared. What are yeah. you talking about? I just said it was that close is what I'm saying. It's a crazy world of college football. Uh. That's assuming we win our next three. If
3: they finish. But if they don't win, they right. could have won the last three and been 11 and 1. Well, that's a great point, Cliff. Thank you. You're like me. Now I'm on your team,
7: Yes, <laughs> Thank you for making that point.
3: It doesn't matter what happens these last three, they could have been 11 and 1, guys. <laughs> I mean,
4: that, right? that, that'll yeah. be the story that'll be told. <laughs> and if we,
7: if we went in that Tulane game undefeated, would we have played that game differently and run the table? <laughs> finished 12 and 0. That's Pirate what I'm guy. saying was possible.
4: Pirates finished the season 10 and 3, bowl champions, and it'll be what could have been. Yep. Almost
7: right, Troy. Exactly. Use what goals. could have been? Well stated. We're military bowl champions. We <laughs> I, should be Peach Bowl champions. Exactly. That's what I'm talking. I about. I think we
3: should put start hanging banners in here, and it would say like almost <laughs> eleven almost. and one asterisk lost on a miss field goal, <laughs> mm-hmm. miss lost in overtime. Exactly. Could have been like Peach Bowl. Yeah, eleven
7: and one asterisk.
4: You know, a few plays back in '91, and that team could have been like seven and five. You ever thought about it like well, that?
7: I, I look at it as the team should have been undefeated if they didn't get a screwed call <laughs> at Illinois, you know, with it was complete BS where they, where they ended up apologizing to East Carolina. It cost us the game. The Pirates would have been 12-0. Hmm. All right.
4: How long's that road on Memory Lane? <laughs> <laughs> it
7: starts at ninety one and goes forward from there. Well, no, I would say There's I, some gaps I, in between.
3: I would say right when ninety nine and ninety two hits, it kind of veers off <laughs> yeah, and, and it, does a U turn yeah. back to ninety one. A few
4: potholes in that road. <laughs> it starts in late August of ninety one and ends uh January second of ninety two. Dead end. Dead end. <laughs> yeah. Dead end road. All right, man. Well, there you go. We, we lost uh all the great moments in the future for. ECU football, and Troy lost all his hair after that.
7: (laughs) But he does like the Pirates tonight. I do. Against Mercer. Mercer. Take it to your bookie. I think 2-0 this week, Pirates win football, too.
3: That'd be huge. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right, um, Ellerby. Got some PBR on a tailgate
4: Tuesday. Tailgate Tuesday. Get you ready for Friday night football. The Pirates and the Bearcats uh, PBR can be yours when we open up the phone lines in just a second.
3: We will... uh, do that right now Shirley. you want to do caller four let's do four 317-1250 get stocked up for tailgating season with pbr at your favorite retailer look for the qr code on the pbr display register for a chance to win a pbr cooler full of beer game day or any day all pirates prefer pbr we'll give that away now and we will have michael perry will he know anything we'll find out after this nothing (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha.
1: listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show.
9: Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year, and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income do you have what it takes visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more and congratulations to steve hill who is our winner of our pbr tailgate tuesday giveaway now back to you clip
3: all right pbr going to steve hill how about there are only six division one college basketball games tonight no NBA games on tonight. So if something does go down in Menjee's uh, last second shot, an R.J. Felton highlight dunk, uh, could very well be on SportsCenter tonight because there's not a lot of basketball action going on. Uh, there will be in Minji's Coliseum, Mike Schwartz's first game as head coach of the Pirates. And joining us to talk about that, Michael Perry, uh, former coach at ECU, now on the call with Jeff Charles. He joins us on the Pit Electric Live line. Coach Perry, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great, all is well.
3: Good to hear, and uh, ready for some hoops tonight, Coach. I and mean, You'll have some familiar faces that you saw last year in Brandon Johnson, R.J. Felton, uh, Javon Small, Luigi Debo, but a ton of new guys on this team. So, Coach, how how much uh, have you seen these new guys this offseason? Have you been able to, to go to practices, get to know them at all? Because uh, a lot of unknowns with this basketball team. Yes, yes, you're right. It's a
0: lot of unknowns, and I have had a chance to get to practices to see some of these guys and get a feel, uh, you know, what their strengths and weaknesses are and, and uh, you know, and just gotta, you know, evaluate those guys, you know, as, as a former coach. But uh, you're right. There are a lot of new faces as it is with a lot of teams around the country. I mean, it's, it's hard for teams to maintain consistency. And, um, you know, with, with the new rules, certainly uh, with the transfer portal, uh, there's a lot of new faces on every new roster now.
3: And that's why when you look at the top of the uh, the polls, the top 25 going into the year, you see North Carolina, Gonzaga, Houston, teams like that. Sure, they've got talent, but they have uh, returners. They have stability. And they were able to bring some guys back, probably thanks to the NIL, where guys didn't have to to go to the G League or go to the draft uh, trying to make some money they could make a little bit while they're in college. So while there are transfers everywhere, newcomers everywhere, those teams at the top, at least going into this year, Coach, look like the teams that have uh, some familiarity with one another.
0: Yes, yeah, stability in, in, in terms of uh, maintaining a roster that you're familiar with, they're familiar with you, uh, is important. The other factor that's important also is that uh, the formula that seems to work to be successful today is uh, you got you want to get older, you know, teams with experience, and that's where the transfer pool with his help also. So guys aren't necessarily relying on bringing new freshmen in uh, to be in the rotation. Sometimes you know it's advantageous to go out and get a transfer, you know, who's proven that he can uh, be productive at this at, at whatever particular level. And uh, he's got a history of it. So you bring in a guy who's probably got three or four years of Division One experience under his belt, and it makes you an older, more mature team already. And I think that's one of the keys right now in terms of, of teams being successful is uh, who's more mature, uh, who's more experienced, and putting that group out there and getting and, and, and the coaches, then forming them into a cohesive unit.
3: Michael Perry joining us. We talked to uh, Coach Schwartz yesterday. He met with the media one final time before tonight's game. And didn't give us a, a starting lineup and and said and look some of you coaches uh don't tell the entire truth when talking to the media guys but he said look we got another practice we're st- we're still waiting to see who uh is going to step up and and be the the first five on the court and and then we'll determine a rotation from there so i don't know how much of that is coach speak uh coach perry i don't know how much he he really believes it that hey who, who had the best practice uh leading up to this game and who are the guys he can count on we'll, we'll see tonight
0: yeah, yeah, we're actually. Uh, as I've said to a lot of people, uh, and I say this every year, just uh, in a matter of hours, you're going to get all the answers to all the questions <laughs> for the post So you'll know here shortly uh, who the starters are going to be in a, in a matter of a few hours. So uh, just wait and see. And uh, I like the group that they have. Uh, it's a deep unit, uh, a lot of good pieces, and uh, and again, you know, a lot of unproven guys, also inexperienced guys. So. They're still learning on the fly, and I think every program, except for a hand, there are a handful that aren't. But a lot of programs this time of year, particularly, are work in progress.
3: Michael Perry, joining us, coach uh, of the new faces. Any in particular that you're excited to see tonight? Uh, Somebody that stood out in practice to you uh, of the newcomers?
0: To be honest, all of them. uh, I I like. I like. I've seen some good things, and things have got excited. In practice, from almost all of the newcomers, and and, and that's a, a pretty wide range, but still, it's true. I mean, I've seen some good things in all of the guys. I mean, from the uh, from uh, the transfers, the Division One transfers that they brought in, and you and Jaden, uh, and, and, Jayden, and uh, also uh, the little guard from California, Caleb, and uh, uh, the two freshman post players or three freshman post players. Are all really good and and unique in different ways uh, in terms of athleticism, scoring, uh, quick to the ball, rebounding, uh, athleticism above the rim, and also lateral movement. uh, Wings uh, with size that can shoot and score at different levels. I mean, there are a lot of good things I've seen in multiple uh, players. So I'm pretty excited about this group.
3: We're all excited to see Caleb Lecount and, and if he gets minutes on the court and, and how does a guy who's the the county player of the year out there in Los Angeles who averages thirty a game make it all the way to Greenville, North Carolina? Well He's 5'8. He's listed at 5'8. He he might even be shorter than that, but you know he's got a major chip on his shoulder. We, uh, you know, had him on, uh, talked to him Media Day and love his attitude. He's going to give it his his all. And uh, he's a very exciting player, coach. I hope we get to see him in action uh, coming up tonight and moving forward.
0: Well, one thing uh, that I've found over all the years is the consistency in little guards like that. I have one that played for me at Georgia State, and we nicknamed him King Kong. But they all seem to have the same type of mentality, uh, a lot of confidence as the young guys say, a lot of swagger, and um, it, it, and you gotta you have to have that in order to be uh, a good player, uh, a Division One player at five eight. You're gonna have a lot of confidence. Uh, you're gonna have a lot of swagger, and um, the kid has total belief in himself. And um, and he makes the, uh, people around him better, and uh, really excited you know for him because you know at that size you know just uh, I, I love seeing how competitive uh, kids like that are.
3: Talking to Michael Perry, coach, we, we saw a little bit of Javon Small last year, and and my unexpert opinion on him was he, he looked a, a little tentative at times when games were kind of still on the line but when the game was over either when east carolina had the lead or or when the pirates were trailing by a lot towards the end of the game and he could play kind of without any pressure he looked really good really comfortable really smooth and i don't know i just i feel like we're going to see a leap from uh from small this year at the guard position how about the potential of of him felton uh johnson kind of taking another step after their freshman year last year certainly
0: that's what you hope to see happen and uh you know, you 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 look for signs of that in practice, and then once you start into your, uh, in your game play, then that's when you start looking to see that transition happen and and, and actually see a, a progression, uh, certainly in out of conference schedule, and then the guys then proceed to progress once you get into conference play. But you're right, and uh, small, you know, it was in a tough situation last year. Let's just face it; he was behind a very deep backcourt, some really good players, so he didn't really get a chance to show much. In game but in practice I mean he looked good he you know, can shoot the ball with range uh, but he's a good a good player um, who's, who's now you know uh, obviously uh, more more in a realistic position to be in the depth chart as opposed to last year and he's a sophomore he's more experienced now so uh, there's a progression that's going to happen just by you know working hard every day and uh, buying into you know, your physical development uh, with your trainer you um, and also, and, and getting into the gym and getting some time in on your own individual workouts, and a lot of film work, and a lot of uh, conversation with your coaches, and understanding and getting a better grasp of, of basketball and how to run a basketball team. So. Yeah, I expect for him to make
3: um, big stuffs this year. Michael Perry joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Coach, the most frustrating player on this team right now, frustrated has to be Winston Tabb's and and the injuries he suffered, and he's been close and had setbacks. And according to Mike Schwartz, yesterday, it's kind of a. A day to day, a week to week thing with him now. So he's getting closer. Uh, he's at practice, and uh, I, I know he is ready to finally play a real basketball game for the first time in a long time. Hopefully, we can see that soon, Coach. Uh, but what have you seen from uh, from Tabs this off season? You
0: know, again, as Coach Swore said, you know, it's a day day, day by day situation for him. Uh, I, I've known Winston for some time you now. I've followed his career. I was. Uh, good friends with the coaching staff. They recruited him at Boston College when he was there, so I watched him when he actually actually played some games. He was actually you know, on the floor, and it was very limited. That was one of the frustrating things for the coaching staff at Boston College, just trying to get him out there on the floor. And uh, but when he was out there, he was very productive. So I'm just pulling for him. He's a young man, you know, has had a has some uh, had, you know really had a tough go at it in terms of being able to uh, to stay healthy and I'm just believing, man, for the best for him and he can get healthy and get in shape and get out there and do the things that he's capable of doing because he's a really good basketball player.
3: Michael Perry joining us. He's been a head coach and an assistant coach. Uh, So what are the biggest challenges for Michael Schwartz heading into game one? Coach Perry, uh, when you went from an assistant to a head coach and you know, it's a lot more than, than just uh, the X's and O's on the court. A lot of things you got to deal with. So, you know, what what are those biggest challenges making that step, like you made uh, that Coach Schwartz is making tonight?
0: Yeah, when you slide over to that next chair, they often say uh, things are different because all the decisions are finally um, fall in your lap, and uh, there's a difference in being asked what your opinion is and then being able to make the final decision. So that's what that's that's the first. I I guess drastic change for him is that he's going to go from giving his opinion to actually making the final decision in terms of um, what they might decide to do uh, out of a timeout or uh, how they're going to approach their uh, preparation in terms of how they're going to guard different sets and different things. He makes the final call. it's, it's, It's 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 his whole it's his baby now. I mean, it's it's all him. Everything's in his in his court now and all the decisions lie on him. He's prepared for it. I mean, he's an experienced guy. Uh, he's been around. Uh, obviously, great pedigree in terms of uh, the coaching tree from Rick Barnes. Uh, he's worked with guys that have taken those same steps and going on to be very successful, uh, from assistant coaches to head coaches. And uh, you know, you, you look at certain guys in the business, and Mike was certainly ready. It was time for him to become a head coach. So I'm really excited for him. I've known him. From his days uh, back in Miami, I think he might have even been like the operations guy back then when I first met him. So to see him progress uh, in the business over these years has been really exciting for me to see. And uh, and certainly I have a front row seat uh, of it for him. But it's different, certainly. But the pressure, uh, Shakespeare said, heavy is the head that wears a crown. Well, your head gets rather heavy when you become that head coach
3: and uh he's sliding over to that head seat coach you have slidden across the court to your uh courtside spot with jeff charles now and i remember hearing you early on in the season last year and you were still in coach mode uh t- talking to the guys on the court like they could hear you and and that was a uh that's a change for you too so how have you kind of settled into your role now how how different is that where you don't have control of what's happening out there on the court kind of frustrating at times right but how do you uh, enjoy your your broadcasting now
0: Yeah, I enjoy the broadcast, and I think for me I'm going to find a happy place where I'm going to be somewhere in between uh, the broadcaster and the coach. So you still may hear me uh, yell from time to time uh, (laughs) in in the microphone about, why is a guy running out full speed at a guy that's a non-shooter for him to drive by him? You're going to hear me yell or or question this. um, But I never question anything that the coaches do any decisions they make, certainly. Um, but sometimes I'm saying, ah, oh, no, 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 back off, don't guard that guy out <laughs> there. I'm saying to the players sometimes or the asshole. That may happen from time to time, but I really enjoy it. And, um, you know, I feel in some ways um, you feel like you're an extension of the coaching staff. And I've talked to Coach Swartz about that. And uh, I feel uh, embedded with the team and I'm making practices, I'll travel with the team. And um, so whereas you don't, you don't think of yourself as a homer, in the true sense, and Jeff Charles always reminds me of that, you can't be a homer, but I, I still think of myself as an extension of the coaching staff uh, just on a radio uh, on a radio
3: broadcast. Michael Perry joining us. Tough test tonight for the Pirates to open up with. Mercer is actually a uh, one-and-a-half-point road favorite uh, against East Carolina tonight if you look at the lines and spreads. And, Coach, a uh, question for you here. Were you aware of the spread heading into games that you coached? I mean – I don't know if you looked it up, but you might have been told. Like, were you ever aware of that the number out there?
0: I never looked it up, but from time to time you may hear it. One of the guys on the staff may mention it. I was always amazed at how uh, spot on those guys were with (laughs) those with those predictions, and uh, particularly when you see uh, some of the large margins of of victory they were predicting, like twenty-four points and twenty-five points. I think I saw. Uh, I look at some now, just from I, I just try to re, try to do some, every form of research possible. So sometimes I do look at the lines to see uh, see that in preparation for games. But yeah, I was surprised to see some of um, uh, some of some you know some of the disparity to me in terms of the projection, particularly early on, because you're uh, rolling the dice.
8: Yeah. You
0: really don't know a lot about the team. But I was surprised. Mercer was a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, Mercer's a tough opponent, believe me. I, I, I saw where somebody played a, divi- a, a Division three school as an opening opponent. I know Cincinnati played Shamadad, who was like a Division two. Uh So sometimes you get have some, some pretty tough opponents to start off, and I thought, Mercer, wow, that's a pretty tough team to actually start off with. So this is certainly not a cakewalk. Uh, we're going to have to play well.
3: And just last night, uh, we saw some American teams go down. Uh, so uh, you had... USF losing to Southeast Missouri State at home. Temple lost to Wagner at home. Uh, UCF lost to UNC Asheville at home. So it happens every night all across the country. The Pirates trying to defend their home court tonight. Jeff Charles and Michael Perry will be on the call. Coach, really enjoy talking basketball with you. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll certainly do it again down the road. Have a great call tonight.
0: All right, take care. All
3: right, there is Michael Perry joining us, and uh, well. I mean, Troy was kind of right; didn't have the answers, no, I, but as he said, we'll have uh we'll have some answers, maybe not all of them, coming up uh, in less than three hours from now, a couple uh, two and a half hours from now. That's exactly
5: what Michael Perry said. You'll find out here when tip off. Uh, I can't is, do
3: math. Uh, three and a half hours from now. Three, Sorry,
5: three and a half hours until tip off, and the tip off of Mike the, the Mike Schwartz era. And we will find out about who the starting five is just right off the bat. Who is the starting five? No one seems to know. And I could have told you if Cy si Seymour doesn't know, then I've you know I was guessing that Michael or Michael Perry wouldn't know either. But uh, yeah, a lot of uncertainty for this basketball program right now. But we're gonna find something out come uh, come seven o'clock in Menchie's tonight. All
3: right, Chandler Honeycutt will be there with my parents, so uh, it's gonna be strange.
5: Yes, I uh, actually uh, I'll be doing some videoing. For pirate radio so we'll have some videos out there for you right. on our social media platforms uh maybe of some starting lineups and other stuff like that we will find out who the starting lineup is on our pirate radio social media so we'll have videos of that i'll go and be a fan and then afterwards i'll have some post-game coverage for you uh, all over pirate radio social media
3: all right uh peter foot are you attending tonight's uh, basketball game in mengees coliseum williams arena tonight
5: am i is that a question, Clip? Is he? He is Mr. EC Basketball. Are you, I
3: would be uh,
7: sitting on the, at the scores table. I was going to say, are you
3: working the event? Yeah. What's your
7: duty? Uh, stats. So live stats, sitting there while they type it into the computer, calling stuff out. Awesome. I'll be there. Oh, cool. i so, know the starting lineup before you. Whoa.
3: Oh. So you'll get it probably about, what, five minutes before everybody else? Could you uh, tweet it out? i could do you have a burner account no i don't (laughs) how about like patrick hand what's the opposite of peter foot um patrick hand Hand. (laughs) (laughs) that's as good as it's gonna get all right um tyler says peter must be a sports guy i am peter's a big sports guy i'm not gonna question his sports got uh, I tell you what, we're a trio of sports guys here, huh? I'd say so. Yeah. All right, yes, sir. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up our number one. We'll uh, continue on with another great bald man, Dan Hord. By the way, BT Dub, we, we have breaking news.
5: This just in: Troy D status. You know, a while ago it was he was a hundred percent hopeful, probable. It is now, Troy D. status has now elevated to 100% confirmed and will be attending tonight. And he said, please alert the proper authorities. All right. So, Troy D.
3: and the boys will be in attendance. Troy D. is in for Pirate Hoops tonight, 7 o'clock on <laughs> ESPN Plus, I believe, tonight. Minji's um, um, Peter Foot. We have a uh, listener named Robert Hand. He said, hey, no hand jokes. <laughs> <laughs> hand is a fine name, as is foot. My buddy John Arm. You remember Billy Leg. Oh god. Awesome guy. Oh awesome. A crazy guy, right? <laughs> that that Billy Leg. Billy Leg. He can shake a leg. I mean, best dancer I've ever seen. Oh man. Best shindigger I've ever laid eyes on. He could get it no, on the dance floor. No doubt about it. Alright, let's take a break. We'll come back, wrap up our one after this.
1: Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit UniversityPCare.com to learn more today. Now back to the show.
9: Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 60,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
3: All right, uh, we'll do a quick seg here. we got to get to another break and then call Dan Horde, the play-by-play voice of the Cincinnati Bearcats and Cincinnati Bengals. Saw five Joe Mixon touchdowns on Sunday. How about five Keaton Mitchell touchdowns on Friday? That'd be nice. All right, Chandler. Peter knows the answer to this question because he is a sports guy. Do you know the answer to this question? What Ah. major sporting event are we less than two weeks away from? Can Peter hear me? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, Hit your mic off for one moment so I can. All right, Peter, I think you know this, but I don't want you to say anything. I'm asking Chandler because both of y'all are sports guys what major sporting event are we less than two weeks away from all right chandler you can answer now peter doesn't know is it world cup chandler is the sports guy yes baby big time sports guy uh america plays i want to say the 21st of november against wales at two o'clock so uh we'll be watching some usa soccer
5: that was a shot in the
3: dark by the way yeah and it's very very strange to have it at this time of the year it's usually a summer event
5: okay that's why it was it felt strange to say um i thought it was in the summer so is there a
3: reason why it's in the fall this year uh well yeah something to do with the weather where it's being played and it is in qatar who some people call cutter cutter how do you say it or do you say it i, I don't ever, ever i don't ever say it?
5: it but i like Qatar. i play the guitar
3: Qatar, cutter i don't know how to say it uh but they are hosting the world cup which uh begins with Qatar versus ecuador oh man here we go we're gonna ha- every time you hashtag ecu you're gonna have an ecuador flag beside your name for the next two months or whatever so uh get ready for that folks uh so yeah that's coming up uh great sports night uh last night where you had Monday night football, you had every NBA team playing, and the kickoff, tip off, almost did it. Tip off, the college basketball season. Man, be I, careful! I am not a sports guy. You about did your own pet peeve? I did. I hate myself. A lot of self loathing. Um. So, but tonight there's only like six to eight college basketball games. Uh, there are no NBA games, and you do have three maxion contests tonight. Eastern Michigan at akron ohio against miami of ohio and ball state at toledo so uh you've got some action tonight to go along with your hoops at Menchie's coliseum seven o'clock kickoff christian on facebook is asking the right questions what time do the doors open that's what i'm talking come about, on christian i don't know the answer to that but like you there's 6 30 or whatever peter what time do doors open tonight what time do doors open <laughs> He's just a stats guy. He doesn't know. Peter is a stats guy. He's not, not an operations guy. Not an operations I would, guy. I would think like an hour before tip-off. I don't know what to tell you, Christian, but just get there, dude. Pete, uh, Pete says,
5: I'm, I am I said 6 o'clock. He says, I think it's earlier than that. I think it's around 5.30. <laughs>
3: you know what? Go out there right now and just see when they'll let you in. How about that? All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Dan Hoard joins us on the other side uh, when we return. On Pirate Radio Live, we'll talk Cincinnati Bearcats football. That's on the way after this.
1: to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show.
9: Welcome back. From sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have the full service and facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock.
3: All right, Pirates Bearcats going out it Friday night, 8 o'clock. Our pregame coverage begins Friday at 4 on the Bud Light pregame tailgate looking forward to a fun friday show taking you into that uh, kickoff of a big game in the american pirates and bearcats and joining us the play-by-play voice of the cincinnati bearcats and the cincinnati Bengals, dan horde he horde he joins us here on the pit electric live line dan how you doing today Clip, I'm great. How are you? Fantastic, and uh, looking forward to a good one Friday night. Before we dive into that one, Dan, you called uh, some history on Sunday to the chagrin of a lot of Panthers fans tuned in to Pirate Radio, but how about five touchdowns uh, for Joe Mixon doing it all for the Bengals on Sunday as uh, they got back on track after a a subpar performance against the Browns, and uh, Mixon was a huge part of that.
2: He was. And subpar is putting it kindly. I think the Panthers felt the full raft of how poorly the Bengals played on Monday night in Cleveland. They got destroyed in that game, played poorly on offense, defense, and special teams. As bad as they were on Monday night, that's how good they were on Sunday. And Joe Mixon did all of that stuff you were talking about in three quarters, never got the ball in the fourth. He had 211 yards of offense and five touchdowns in three quarters. It was truly one of the best performances in Bengals' history.
3: Dan, you hear the, the phrase Super Bowl hangover, and that's kind of an easy way to put why a team might not do as well the, the following year after a Super Bowl, but there are reasons for it. So yeah, why are the, the Bengals where they are this year coming off a, a Super Bowl year? What are the reasons that maybe they haven't played up to expectations so far?
2: Well, there are a few things. Number one, Joe Burrow's appendix burst just before the start of training camp. He lost 15 pounds. He was a shell of himself at the beginning of the season. He threw four interceptions on opening day. I'm willing to bet he'll never have another four-interception performance in his NFL career, assuming he doesn't have something similar to appendicitis just before the start of the season. Secondly, they completely revamped their offensive line. Four of the five guys are new. It took a while to gel. They gave up seven sacks in Week 1, six sacks in Week 2. They lost both of those games. They've been pretty solid since especially if you could toss out that Cleveland game. So I would say those are the two biggest reasons why they're 5-4. and
3: And one question on a former Pirate, uh, Dan, Deontay Smith, uh, Bengals offensive lineman. I haven't seen him uh, in action, uh, I believe, due to to injury. So uh, any word on Deontay and uh, how he's doing there in Cincinnati?
2: You know, he hasn't been playing much this year. There have been a few instances where he's come into games as a sixth offensive lineman. Uh, But they still like him. Uh, They were really excited to get him in the draft. The Bengals' right tackle, L. Collins, is 29 years old. They signed him as a free agent this year. He's dealing with a bit of a bad back. So I don't know uh, about his long-term NFL future. But if there's an opening at tackle down the road, uh, Deontay would be in the mix.
3: Dan, uh, let's talk about this Friday's matchup, and it'll be uh, East Carolina taking on a team that just does not lose at home. We looked it up yesterday, I believe November tenth, twenty seventeen, the last time Cincinnati lost a home uh, game, and it was a Friday night to the Temple Owls. Since then, they have been perfect uh, at home, and uh, they'll take on the Pirates here, coming off three straight wins. So uh, it should be a, a fantastic ball game. It looks like Cincinnati is is not head and shoulders above everyone like they've been the past couple of years but how about this uh, Luke Fickle team here in 2022 uh, coming off a loss they bounced back with a win over Navy and uh, seem to be playing some good football.
2: They are there was bound to be some drop-off this year just because they were so incredibly good last year they had nine NFL draft picks that's easily a record for Cincinnati there were only two schools in college football last year that had more players drafted than Cincinnati Georgia and LSU So when you're in the company of Alabama and Ohio State and USC, whatever school you want to name, and you have more draft picks than those schools, that's really saying something. Uh, But they lost Desmond Ritter, who had been their quarterback for the last four years. They lost Sauce Gardner, who was the defensive player of the year in the conference, and right now is probably the leading candidate to be defensive rookie of the year in the NFL. So like I said, there was bound to be some drop-off, but they certainly haven't fallen off a cliff. They lost on the road at Arkansas in week one. They lost at UCF two weeks ago, but they had the lead with three minutes to go uh, before the Knights rallied and scored the game-winning touchdown. So it's still a really good team uh, with a lot of future pros on it that are getting better and better now that they're playing
3: and Dan uh you'll recognize some of these names you'll call for East Carolina on Friday night I heard Luke Fickle at his press conference talking about Holden Ailers and how uh kind of reminded him of, of Desmond Ritter being at Cincinnati for years and years and now Holden Aylers and uh you, you know Keaton Mitchell uh, some guys on defense Miles Berry Xavier Smith a lot of and, and, and you know credit I guess the COVID year and guys sticking around an extra year but that's good for you broadcasters right you actually get to know uh some of the person not as much uh I guess study time for you and jeff charles here this season
2: that's a good thing i know who number 12 is for the pirates i know who number two is without having to do much research (laughs) so that is a good thing and i've always had a tremendous amount of respect for holt nailers really dating back to the second of the four starts he's made against cincinnati over the years 535 passing yards in that game the bearcats managed to eke it out in greenville Uh, But ever since that game, I think every Cincinnati fan has had uh, very high regard for Holton
3: Taylor. Yeah, and a lot of that to C.J. Johnson, who will be uh, on the field coming up this Friday, along with newcomer Isaiah Winstead. East Carolina has some players there at the top of the uh, rushing, receiving, and passing yardage uh this year so putting up some points uh dan and and trying to knock off the cincinnati team and and that has been uh kind of the bugaboo although they played a good one in greenville last year for uh what a half uh, a few quarters there, hanging with the bearcats but as you know cincinnati w- was too tough and uh how about this year dan what's the uh, the talk up there about facing these pirates uh friday night well east
2: carolina beat ucf Cincinnati lost to UCF in my mind that's all you need to know and clearly ECU seems to be playing really well right now I caught uh, some of the BYU game anytime you can go on the road and win at BYU that's a great win throw in the fact that the Pirates will have two weeks to get ready for the game and it's a short week for Cincinnati I think Bearcat fans are uh, understandably on edge a little bit nervous about this matchup Uh, but they do have the factor of playing at Nippert Stadium and as you pointed out. Uh, two days from now it will be five years since they lost a the home game
8: and I
3: guess Dan both uh Cincinnati and East Carolina will be uh watching on Saturday the winner of the Cincinnati East Carolina game will be a, a two-lane fan uh hoping that UCF loses a game because major conference championship implications on this East Carolina Cincinnati game will be uh will all be Green wave fans on Saturday I guess
2: well you know not so much necessarily for Cincinnati because Cincinnati still gets to play Tulane. lane And since Cincinnati lost to UCF, it's probably better for Cincinnati if Tulane wins. Ultimately, Cincinnati would have to beat Tulane anyway uh, to get back to the league championship game. So if UCF lost, they would have two losses. And then if Cincinnati were able to uh, run the table, they would have the head-to-head advantage over Tulane and then would have the opportunity possibly to host the league championship game. But. You know, the, the thing that really matters for Cincinnati is to win out.
3: Yeah, and we were running over a bunch of scenarios yesterday, and there's uh, there's one we didn't factor in from Cincinnati's standpoint. So, this is something, Dan, you didn't have to worry about the last two years when you just go undefeated, right? <laughs> it
2: does help, no question about it. But, uh, you know, Cincinnati's made it to the league championship game each of the last three years. They lost three years ago to Memphis at Memphis, and they've managed to win it the last two years over Tulsa and Houston. So, It's special when you get to the league championship game and you've got a chance to possibly play in one of those New Year's Six Bowl games. Uh, It's an awesome opportunity, and again, from Cincinnati's perspective, to have a chance to go back. They've got to run the table. They'd have to win their last three.
3: Uh, Dan, I I remember bringing this up with Mark Daniels from UCF that – Man, if, if East Carolina's in the situation that that UCF, Cincinnati, uh, th- those teams are in right now, Houston going to the Big Twelve, that you know that would be on my mind uh, just about every day, every week uh, heading to the Big Twelve. So how much I don't know. Excitement is around there of, of moving up to uh, the Big Twelve conference after you complete the uh, you know basketball, baseball seasons.
2: You know, there's a lot of excitement about it, but I wouldn't say it's something that's top of mind right now just because they're in the middle of the season and there's so much to play for. You don't really think ahead to July 1st right now when they'll be in the Big 12. You're thinking about trying to beat East Carolina and trying to stay in the hunt uh, to get to the American Championship game. But, you know, clearly, big picture, it's very, very exciting. Uh, you may have seen the news in the last week or two that. It looks like the Big 12 has worked out a a new TV deal where each school is going to get more than 50 million million a year. It's such a program changer when that kind of revenue is coming in from TV. And in order to compete against the teams they're going to have to compete with in the Big 12, they're going to need that kind of revenue.
3: Dan, while we got you here, how about a uh, a quick word on Wes Miller? Uh, What's the outlook on uh, Cincinnati Hoops for this season?
2: Well, they opened the season last night and dominated. Now they played Chaminade, a Division Two team. That's, that's part of Cincinnati playing in the Maui Invitational this year. That's why they, got, they played a Division Two game in a game that counts. Uh, but they're going to be better. They won 18 games last year. Most of their good players are back, including their top two scorers, David DeJulius and Jeremiah Davenport. They have uh, three really good uh, transfers, including Landers Nolly. Uh, you're familiar with that name from the time he spent in mem- uh, Memphis the last couple of years. So, Wes is doing a great job. He's killing it right now in the recruiting trail uh, with the Big 12 to recruit, two. So, uh, we're, we're bullish on the long-term prospects for Bearcat basketball under Wes.
3: Dan Horde, play-by-play voice of the Cincinnati Bengals and Cincinnati Bearcats, joining us on the Pit Electric Live line. A Friday night Bearcats game, Dan. So, you're off Saturday and no Bengals Sunday. What are you going to do with yourself this weekend?
2: Uh, I've got a basketball game on Ah. today. The Bearcats play Sunday at noon. There you go. Sunday off for me. And this is kind of an interesting twist for Saturday. The number one rated high school basketball recruit in the country is a kid named Isaiah Collier. He's a point guard from Georgia. He is playing a game in Cincinnati this Saturday against the local high school team. So Cincinnati is one of the the final four schools listed for Mm. this player. Uh, The excitement level is off the charts about the possibility of Cincinnati maybe landing the number one high school player in the country. So I'm going to go watch him on Saturday, uh, dressed in head-to-toe from Bearcat gear, (laughs) uh, and, and hoping to have the opportunity to broadcast his games for a season. I don't think he'll be in college hoops for more than one year, but... Maybe that one year will be in Cincinnati.
3: Interesting. We'll put that on the radar. Good stuff, Dan. Always enjoyed the chat with you. Have a great call on uh, Friday night, and we'll talk to you again down the road.
2: Sounds good, Clip. Thanks for having me on.
3: Thank you so much. There's Dan Horde the voice of the Bengals, the Bearcats, and going to go check out some high school hoops on Saturday. Call a game on Sunday. So even with his football weekends off, uh, he's staying busy, and uh, and we appreciate his time here on the show. Uh, a very good team. We've got some Luke Fickle audio to get to at some point we'll do that today but coming up next we will talk to Mike Mullis who will join us inside the pirate radio studios we'll get his take on I've got a uh I don't know if it's a stat to consider a crazy factoid but one I'm gonna throw in Mully and get his take on by the way shout out to Tyler on YouTube he has really been pushing for this and we are so close so we're not quite there yet it is at 1.99 thousand Tyler has been trying to, to get us to 2,000 subscribers on Pirate Radio TV so he says we're there I'm seeing 1.99 if uh, if you haven't subscribed go to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube and do it right now and get us over that 2k threshold and uh, we'd really appreciate it but thank you Tyler for being a uh, foot soldier on the ground for us trying to get this done. All right, Mike Mullis joins us when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show.
9: Welcome back. Do you need custom T-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitiesportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
3: Back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Charlie Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, Mike Mullis. Joining us in the Pirate Radio studios, Mully, how you doing, man? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm great. I saw a stat, and as a esteemed journalist, I need to confirm that stat. Uh, I don't want to just be all willy-nilly saying things that aren't true here on the radio, hmm, Mully. Not true, yeah. So, I am going to confirm that stat, and good news, I just have. Uh, stat to consider. The Milwaukee Brewers have won a game more recently than the green bay packers oh it's awful how about that stat that's a good stat i didn't come up with it i read it i saw it yeah but uh what five in a row yeah lost to uh
6: the lions three picks in the red zone
3: i was here on friday making picks and i said yes i know the packers stink and they but aaron Rodgers does not lose to the Lions. i read off his career record it was astonishing how many games how many times he's beaten the Lions. sure enough I don't like them this week either. Three picks lost to the lines, and you probably shouldn't like them. You've got the McCarthy factor. I mean, and I don't know
6: how much of a factor that is. At
3: Cowboys point. are road favorites, right? Do you like him against the Titans? Do you nope. like him against the Eagles? Nope. How about at Chicago? Mm. I mean, this thing could ride on for
7: a while. Yeah.
6: If it don't get snapped here this weekend,
3: maybe My we goodness. moved
6: into tank mode. We're gonna tank for. The next, And that's the thing. There's nobody to tank for in, the, in this year, next year's draft. I mean, who's the prized – maybe an O-lineman or something that you, know, you don't know about, but grades out great. I mean, so, I, I really don't know. Do you not like Stroud or Young or those guys? It's not that you don't like them, but are they – I mean, is it worth laying down for that? I mean, it seems like the only position you really lay down for is a quarterback, right? Yeah. And there's not – I mean – yeah, what's your name? I mean, yeah, just, you're right. Um, they are not like can't miss guys. Like next year, after this draft, next season, uh, I think it gets you a little more excited about some guys coming out. But which know. who is
3: the last can't miss guy? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor
6: Lawrence. Who you know? Well, the problem is he's had a. I mean, he's had a acceptable career for what he's. I mean, for where for he's at, been around him. That's the whole problem. Is and you tank, you get that guy unless you're willing to spend the money to get good around him. I mean I don't know what you really accomplished. Well the Jags went nuts this off season with free agent signings and
3: they they have been weird because they 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 can look good. Yeah. So they you can't you really know, figure I, them I out. I
6: was thinking about this too, um knowing that coming on today. Um is it a weird like the NFL season to this point, like there's the good teams don't really feel like they're that good. And then the teams that
3: you thought were going to be... Well, Friday we did an exercise naming how many good teams there are in the NFL. And you and have to go... The e- list is short. You have to go
6: Eagles, but... Eagles, Bills. Bills I know what
3: you're going to say, but the Bills are good. Are are they going to be good next week? Yes. Because they weren't last week.
6: Well, and I'm saying, Josh Allen, what's this, What's going to be his deal with the elbow? And oh, next right, thing you know, right, right. you go to Keenum, I think is what I heard as a backup. Yeah. So oh, When healthy, they're good. Um, I'll tell you who's good. Miami Dolphins are good. The, well, yeah. I'll tell you who's surprisingly bad, other than the obvious, but the Raiders. Oh,
3: we got to talk about this. So Jeff Saturday, a week and a half ago, <laughs> is on his couch watching football and tweets out, the Raiders stink. Guess what? He gets a chance to go play. <laughs> I love that. Because you would never have a coach say that. A coach is going to say, the Ra- the, man, I tell you what, they're well-coached. Josh McDaniels, great great man, yeah, a great offensive mind. Carr, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He says the Raiders stink. Now he's got to backtrack all that.
6: What well, do you think he knew when he sent that tweet out there would be any chance no. that he would be coaching? So what do you think
3: about that? Bring I mean, it. I don't know. It's, it's 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 asinine. You know, it's I, funny. Jim Irsay, we, uh, we in Washington love him because he's a one-man-get-Dan-Snyder-out-of-town band
6: right the now. The only thing that would have been better was like if Peyton Manning comes back as the offensive coordinator or, quite frankly, if Peyton Manning was was filling in as the interim head coach. I don't know that you argue about that as much as you do Jeff Saturday. I I agree. agree. Uh, and
3: look I, I like jeff saturday as an analyst he seems like a cool dude and
6: the guy that's now the offensive coordinator is 30 years old or whatever and he yeah. was like working at best buy or i mean you know I, yeah that's maybe a little bit of an exaggeration but scotty montgomery bypass he was like a quality control coach two years ago or something so know.
3: is he not with
6: the team the guy I, I took it in? that they, i took
3: it that i he saw that from nowhere
6: yeah it's, uh, and I literally think he may have been working in a retail location. I I I, I I'm serious, like Kurt Warner type bagging groceries, and the next thing you know you're playing quarterback.
3: So he I got well, I think he says assistant. The Colts have an interim head coach who's never coached above the high school level. They have a play caller who has never performed in his new role. Passing game specialist assistant QB coach. So he okay. was on the staff. But uh yeah, thirty year old. The media
5: did talk to Jeff Saturday yesterday. I just don't know if they ever asked him the question about his tweet last week, but they did get a chance to talk to the new interim head coach Jeff Saturday.
3: Yeah, I read stuff about that press conference about how weird it was, and <laughs> they're like Saturday's kind of looking like he's about to be pranked. Like, is this for real? right? Yeah, like right. where's the cameras? Right, yeah.
8: <laughs> he's being punked. Yeah, uh,
3: what a what a deal. I mean. I- I, they had john fox and gus bradley on the staff it why not in. just put one of those guys in play out the string instead he's
6: earth is a madman he's, he's it's crazy. funny i it you know what's gonna be what do they do if saturday does well i mean it could happen it's, it's it's he said move. that he's he said he's like auditioning for all the no, 31 yeah i heard that.
3: Is this a move where he's uh trying to get his buddy like Peyton manning in like ursay wants saturday to reach out demanding and say hey this is fun come join me
6: but doesn't ursay just reach out to and say hey man we'll pay you <laughs> what are they paying you on peyton cast that's the thing is i don't know uh, if they could pay uh, him what he's getting paid yeah you see like the deal that
3: uh what brady's gonna get when he's done playing football yeah, the one everything. that's been signed for three years now or whatever yeah i mean these guys make- by
6: the time he gets that deal with the rate of inflation it might not be worth crap he might have should have waited to renegotiate the deal that cat may play another five years they pulled a
3: braves and signed him to like a team-friendly deal right without him even knowing it all right uh man yeah so oh, oh, who let's let's go over the good teams real quick molly well i mean we've done it that's it the eagles are the ravens good Lamar jackson's good are the titans good
6: no vikings
3: Titans can't throw the ball. with Vikings.
6: I mean, all these teams. Are, Vikings are not. That's the whole. Vikings thing. are good, but they're not. They're going to lose. The whole thing is the good teams are also marked ba- yeah. barely good. Yeah, they're just. It's almost like you go back and which. What I really want to know is the teams that we're saying that we're giving credit for being good. If you look at who they've played, what are the well, records?
3: If nobody else is good, no, they no, have not well, <laughs>
6: but, but I'm saying, I wonder if the combined records. Or is it even a 500 record? You're right. Like I mean, is there? I, it's it's like it's, the
3: Giants have played some dud teams this year. They have an inflated record.
6: It, it, right. It, it, it's a really weird NFL season. I, I don't know. It just doesn't. There, there hasn't even really been a game. Well, maybe there hasn't been a game that that you look forward to that then lived up to the billing. Is that true? i not one I could think of.
3: All right. I, I mean I, mean, I, I wouldn't have it one I, on the top of my I head. I would have
6: said it if I didn't think it was true. And I don't have a, the Google box in front of me to fact check my facts. I say things all the time that I don't believe are true. Well that's why I was really surprised you were rechecking that stat. I thought, man, this is... I think
3: Washington uh uh and Minnesota lived up to the hype. It's a good good game. <laughs> that's awful. If
6: that's the best thing you could come up with, how, was there hype for Minnesota and Washington?
3: Nah. Nah. Little Kirk Cousins returned. Yeah. i I was joking. It's uh, yeah. Stunk.
6: It's bad. I, I I don't know. It's kind of hard to get excited about it.
3: Um. All right. Let's continue talking. I want to talk about Makes the – uh, <laughs> Talk radio. That was some good radio right there.
6: I want to talk about the college football playoff, Molly. What right. college football playoff? What does that mean? I mean, that just napalm. Who knows? There is nothing that we could speculate now maybe other than George is going to finish number one. Everything else is – up
3: for grabs completely and that's why it's great no, usually uh, I, I don't even care and this year
6: i am fully invested because there's so many scenarios
3: there's so many options
6: well i can tell you ain't gonna happen now this could be the best non-playoff bowl that we've ever had if we get alabama clemson in a <laughs>
8: yeah
6: you know that could be a great bowl game well but how clemson many of those can't kids move the dang ball no they can't how many of those guys would even play yeah true i mean you would be looking oh alabama at, oh, you'd be looking at the futures game <laughs> yeah that's true actually what it turns out to be is a trial. JV, it's, like a, a, well, it's a trial for the transfer portal that yeah you know let me go let me that, and that might give some kids that would otherwise not play like opt out maybe they have of course i guess if they're thinking they are gonna opt out they're doing it for nfl money but of course now if you've got an nil deal with a kid how's that work and he chooses to sit out the bowl game Hmm, i'd have a little problem with that if you're, I mean, if you're paying, and now I'm not talking about East Carolina in Alabama. But
3: that's that,
6: that's the risk you take. I mean, who the person, the business? If the do take, I, I think I put it in my nil contract because that's you're going to represent my brand. Don't start that screaming crap every time I come in here. You want to go squealy? Okay, you're right. All right. <laughs> Over us having this is All right, talk okay. radio. All right, it's not Clips' opinion is right radio. Wow, jeez. So what I was saying have you ever changed your opinion
3: on anything in life no but i don't squeal about it so that it's all about tone yeah don't don't be
6: squealy. these things right here i can hear you perfectly don't you do it (laughs) no my my point is if you're paying a cat like some of these quarterbacks getting a million bucks i think you got to ride the string out if i'm paying you a million bucks i expect expect to see you play every time they go on the field okay if that's not in the contract, then, then
3: what? When are we, we going to see the first NIL lawsuit? Oh, it won't be long. Yeah. Hey, you know how to fix the
6: NIL. You ready for this? I bet you do. You, all right. I'll give you my you opinion. Know he- <laughs> I'll give you? I'll give uh, you my opinion. All right. Pay them whatever you want to pay them, but they can't collect until graduation. So now, if you have dudes that go out, they get drafted, decide not to come back to school to graduate... That you're off the hook for that money, but they're, if they do that, they have made so much more in the draft it doesn't matter. But the whole point, I mean, some of these guys need money now. They guys they get living expenses, they get meals, they get. It's not a. It's not. They're not signing nil. There's no 18 year old in the country that needs a million okay, dollars fine. right now. Some of them want money now. They all who doesn't. Yeah, but my point is, from the NCAA, if you want to try to now, where's a, a kid's not going to leave that program? you've got the investment in it now you tie them in to play for your program if they want to collect that money and if you know if they get i I don't think that's gonna if they what happens if
8: they decide to
3: still enter the transfer can i respond to what you say how do you want this to work can we go to
5: break what'd you say chan i was just saying what what happens if they decide midway
6: through to enter the transfer portal what happens they, they walk away from the cash okay that's my whole thing is it's, it's i'm making a commitment to you, and, and maybe they can look. get another offer somewhere else and that would pattern. be why they would do it maybe they'd walk away from two million because they get four million somewhere else but that means i'm not on the hook for for, for the two million
3: right well, i just, mean just don't pay to start with then if you're that worried. i mean what do you care if the guy graduates i would like to
6: have him for the length of his eligibility okay well lessen the money and just have him for one year well you just made the big fact that they want money So you got to pay them what the market is bearing. For a year. These are year-to-year deals. They're not long-term contracts. And and that is the flaw in it. All right. I don't don't see the flaw. You don't see the flaw for a kid can show up, play in your program, get paid for one year, then get a higher bid and go somewhere else. You don't see how that absolutely insults the integrity of your program.
3: Well, sure. It's not yes that is not a positive thing
6: no and that, that's my for point the, is that for the you, program for the team yeah you can fix that by saying hey they're gonna pay you a million we're gonna pay you a million and a half, and half but we're gonna pay you that million and a half upon graduation all right i I'd... so now if you did it you know you played your three years you made an extra million and a half dollars mm-hmm. all you gotta do is show up and play and graduate so that's, even if you get drafted you then won't. you come back and graduate some of these guys graduate in like two years then they get their money
3: all right, so now you're incentivizing great, like good grades. Get basically. it done.
6: But Graduating two and a half part. Because at that point, you're out of eligibility. If it's so you a don't really care about having them four years. You care about them getting a degree? I want them to be here more than a year and All be right. invested in the program for more than a year. I mean, it would ch- like an NBA guy or a one and done, this guy that he was talking about, number one player. In the club. What do you think that kid's going to get coming out of high school? It'll be some ungodly amount of money good for him why do i care yeah because you're that's a casual observer standpoint if you're trying to put a program together right well that's what i am i'm not the coach you're you're you're, yeah but you should see the value in you're an ecu fan right yeah how frustrated do you get with the fact that they turn the roster over in basketball the good players go the i've heard you talk about it so don't act indifferent now
3: i consider it just part of The part of being at ECU,
6: yes, but it's been that way forever. My thing is, if they paid these guys, ECU is probably a bad example from a financial standpoint. But if the money's there, you tie them in. Now you have the ability to build a program that has a chance to grow and get better. (laughs) Instead uh, of
3: starting over every year, Rohan says, "Could you see the headlines of business that tried to collect money back from a kid who didn't play in a bowl game? I mean, it probably will happen." Oh, I I, dead. No Mike problem. P says uh, they'll walk away to a deal where they don't force
6: them to play in a bowl game, which is kind of what you that said. That was like, yeah, a, it's contractually a deal, or right? Whatever, contractually. That's the whole thing. It's do we love NAL? No, but is is it great to talk about? Yeah, it's 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 an interesting. And it's, it's a microcosm of our world. I mean, it's money Everybody every wants it. Nah, yeah, gotta I mean, you're it. not going to a basketball game tonight. You very rarely miss a home basketball game for East Carolina because you get a chance to make some Chad. Yep. And that's, yeah. as Tupac said, it's the way it is. I mean, I, you know, I get it. So, I mean, it's – but my point is that the money could also breed even false loyalty – by saying hey we're gonna pay if they're gonna pay a million we're gonna pay a little extra but we're not gonna pay to the end
3: yeah and it could lead to more transfers because a guy really wants to go somewhere in his family but school b where he really doesn't want to go is offering him all this money he goes there he's miserable ends up leaving i mean yeah these things are gonna happen definitely but it's uh i'm glad to see you discuss
6: it with like a smile on your face and a yeah. little chipper well and you're teaching me how to uh, properly communicate with well, people that's that's man and, and
5: man you're doing a fantastic job yeah
6: Because well.
3: usually like i'm the type of person i'm in line i, I get my sub right and i say yeah, i'll take uh, onions on that and they say don't come with onions and i'll say it don't come with onions and then you get squealy why would i get this sub if it didn't come with onions I don't want that.
6: Onions. First off, if you get a sub that doesn't come with onions, you need to go to another sub. That's place. what that's what I said, Molly. And I said it with a very high-pitched voice. And he was squealing. Did somebody really say this sub doesn't come with onions? No. I was going to say, if you, that's a problem. This is a fake we, scenario that I just made up in my dome. We would need to put them on blast right now if that were the case. Put them
3: on blast. You say that? <laughs> oh, I just did. <laughs> okay. I like it. I do you say it commonly. Might oh, yeah, teach. I just walk
6: around all the time. There's plenty of reasons. On blast. Plenty of situations and scenarios in my life that that sentence works, that term works perfectly. I hope people
3: can see, and I hope you know, Molly, how genuinely much I love uh, talking to you. Good. Do you know that? Like, even when I get squealy? Yeah. I think it's because I enjoy it so much. Right. I, I was going to say, I think you just love it. Mm-hmm. Kind of right. get tickled? Yeah.
6: <laughs> Tickle pink. Kind of Winnie the Pooh-ish over there.
3: Mike P says, most of these NIL deals are please post this on your social media as opposed to please make sure you play in your bowl game. I think it's different for different schools. Our offensive line at East Carolina has an NIL deal with Wings Over Greenville. You know what that is? That's like they get a gift card for a month. and right. they, they post uh, once or twice a month, hey, Wings Over Greenville's Dude's got great. good That's food. Right. Now at Alabama or
6: somewhere, They get a Wings Over Greenville franchise. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so they get a share in the company. I mean, it's it's a different deal, and that's what I'm saying. It's unfortunate. But, again, all this stuff we speculate with NIL really, sad to say, doesn't much apply to East Carolina because it's just not – we can't dip our toe in that pool, in the pool of Alabama or – any of the other 30 or 40 that we could sit here and name
3: what do you say to the statement that it's always been this way now it's just up front do you think it
6: i don't think it's quite been to this right. extreme when you when you're organizing collectives that are aimed at raising money and basically these collectives are for lack of a better, better way to put it they're agents for for these players so there's you know the collective is going out to businesses hey we can get you uh You know, Holt Nailers to come advertise for your car lot or whatever, and they pay the collective to collect. And so it's it's it really has so little to do with the. On the surface, it has so little to do with the school and everything in the world to do with private advertisement. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge fan of a kid like uh, if if they sell a bunch of Holt Naylor's jerseys, right. I absolutely think that kid should get that. Yes, I've heard where uh, basketball programs, one in particular, um, they're doing they do smoothies. They're, they have and they so they they have smoothies named after players and the kid gets a dollar a smoothie so you know if you want it man look i'm a dad kind of cool that's like hey that's yeah that makes sense if, if a dude's on a video game he should absolutely get that you know yeah. that that that's he's that's his name image and likeness but when it's part of the package be it recruiting package or, or compensation package however you want to look at it um uh, that's i mean you've crossed the line but in answer to your question i do think it's happened at, the, at at in some levels more than others the sec but never well and i you know probably even down a little further than that but i but i don't think it's been to this magnitude because now that kid can post on social media you know 5 million dollar deal with nike or whomever just i mean gatorade just signed a, an athlete i mean you, you that, when those things start going out that is exactly what gatorade wants right that's the cheapest advertising they could have get to to, it's no different than mr beast yeah he can walk in i mean you know one of his first deals that kind of put him on the map at least in my family was the ordered a cup of water and left what 10 grand or whatever at sup dogs Ten thousand dollars got him how many likes and follow you know it's a very inexpensive way to generate that traffic
3: i wonder uh like, if there was no social media, what it would be like.
6: Well, we wouldn't about, even be talking about it. Yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, would you see a guy like. Because how do you promote it? In the yeah. newspaper, on a billboard. Like <laughs> Social media almost is is one of the main reasons this is going on. Yeah, right?
6: it's the easiest way to reach countless people in one fell swoop yeah. and it
3: would be like a
6: billboard and
3: cheapest too right i
5: mean it would be a billboard and then like a local car dealership you know no it uh, would be
6: combined the, the players are going to be here signing autographs on monday you know whatever or come to the barbecue joint and meet the line from you know wherever uh you uh, know keaton
3: mitchell's picture and like
6: a speedy oil change in the yeah newspaper. that's right well, and what, <laughs> you know, the, the guy that had the what that was that's a great one, idea by the way that was the one guy that did the uh the, the air condition what was his name oh uh dakotas dakotas from <laughs> nebraska yeah dakotas and then you had the dude that did the mustard uh, i mean it, you know it's it gets a little but but if that's selling product for that company then you know what and look and it's a crap shoot i mean we how many how many camp miss freshmen have we seen miss
3: Oh,
8: bunch. I know. Yeah.
3: So again, it comes back to these these businesses, these people that want to dole out
6: that money, not knowing it's like anything,
3: right? Stock market or gambling or whatever. Like you're,
6: it's a gamble. I wonder what the legalities are from the standpoint of uh, if if Chandler's a highly touted high school long snapper, can he can he retain advisement with me? In other words, can I draw up a contract on his behalf? Although. I'm not being compensated because if he compensates me as an agent, that he loses his amateur status. But can I still go on his behalf and negotiate with, you know, whatever businesses to get him paid? And with the deal being, hey, once you sign professionally, then, will you, you know, you can pay in arrears. I, I, how
3: has that been going on, right? Where you have, you like, can have loan, an people who uh we'll give you a loan and say when you make it to the pros you pay well, is that's, that what you're saying that's
6: illegal no i'm saying that could i is that a business is is are people acting as advisors well that's NIO why advisors? they have
3: set up these positions within the schools right to, well i don't to think try the, to take that away the collectives yeah
6: yeah which i you know i don't but
3: again why so are you going to be like a five you're already five star you got five star virtual new business five star advising Nah, where I, you advise five stars and get some of their cash I, I i don't have the heart to take their cash and then you could get like uh five wings a week from uh, an offensive lineman. now no Anderson i won't take cash but if i
6: get wings <laughs> look with my crowd my crowd can eat some wings <laughs> yeah you you wouldn't eat any of them no i wouldn't they? even touch them all right hopefully uh, i get to smell them you want to do one more segment i mean i
3: you know i was hoping you'd say that molly this is one of the best segments we've ever done good you know why because i I do know why i'll let you say it you're
6: being a consummate professional right now and that's that's it's you're You're being civil don't mess it up chandler let's (laughs) let's take a break we'll come back more with mully to wrap up the
3: hour bryce williams joining us at five o'clock more to go on pirate radio live after this
1: Listening to hour two of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show.
9: Welcome back. Did you miss the show on Pirate Radio? Where well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or spotify subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iphone or apple device and search for pirate radio audio archives now let's head back in to prl here's clip Brock.
3: <laughs> back with you pirate radio live on a tuesday opener yeah tipping it off to today yeah michael schwartz taking over the
6: basketball program pirates are an underdog to mercer molly yeah, I, uh, I I don't know enough. Of course, it doesn't sound like anybody knows anything no. about. So I I would say I was going to say I don't know enough about either team to have an opinion, but I would think just based off of history that they probably are very evenly paired. Yeah. So, just, uh, but th- that's been the other guys wearing those uniforms. Who even knows? I mean, you know, that's the 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 world again. The world we live in. You'll spend the first what eight ten games trying to figure out every team who's even what on you know on what team and where they came from. Mike Schwartz,
3: uh, speaking of which, two minutes ago, quote-tweeting a Minji's Maniac tweet, talking about uh, getting rowdy and everything, uh, Mike Schwartz said, You heard right. We know. We have the best student section and fans in the country. Let's have some fun in Minji's tonight. Go Pirates. Hashtag Purple Rain. Hashtag Minji's Maniacs. I'll tell you this. I like a uh, coach getting involved in social media. Wasn't really Joe Dooley's thing. Wasn't Jeff Lebo's thing. Coach mac wasn't his thing we haven't had a good run on uh, uh
6: social media coaches I that wouldn't I cannot imagine that would be my thing if I were still coaching I know yeah it's just not it, it look this close to game time uh you know and I'm sure there's somebody he's got somebody on staff that's handling that which now that is a good move but I just can't see where I would have much concern right now be ready to go well yeah. he want
5: he wants the students to be a big factor in these atmospheres and to do that you have to be on social media. And I remember like Jeff Lebo, what he would do is come out to like Todd Dining Hall when I was a freshman, and that really didn't do anything.
3: Well, I guess coaches these days have some downtime before a game, and I'll just say that there was a a coach involved in a huge game on Saturday that was uh, uh, in my DMs three fifty, you know, three hours before kickoff, less than three hours before
8: kickoff,
6: chatting it up. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't I know. I don't know who it was. They just did my deal. I mean, I, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. Was it the best holder in ECU football say, history?
3: Some say. And his team won that night.
6: Huge win. And he's part
3: of the family. Family! How about uh, Brian Kelly going for two, Molly? I saying, forget
6: an extra point. I mean, let's do it. I didn't, I didn't even contemplate that they would go for the tie. Really? No, I just felt like, I mean, he's got to go right here. That dude went from zero... He kind of went from hero to zero. Who, Kelly? Yeah, yeah. He went from hero to zero, and now he's back on the hero side. You know who else did that? The uh, the Notre Dame coach. Yes.
3: You ready to get rid of him, or Marcus oh, Freeman.
6: I, you know what? I felt I, it, I I do cheer for Clemson. I I actually was like, you know what? I'm cool with this. Like, clemson has been paper tigers anyway. But then you look at – that that dude just seems like he has got it together. He is in the right place. He just needs a little time, and that game may have bought him another season. They
3: had – what they do is play well against ranked teams. They lost to Marshall. They lost some other teams. Stanford. They hung with Ohio State. Yeah, lost to Stanford. At home. Uh, They beat North Carolina. They beat Syracuse. They beat Clemson. They are playing good against good teams, and maybe uh, he does
6: have it figured out there in South yeah, Maybe he needs to play more good teams. There you go. And that's a weird deal for him, too, you know. I mean, that's first-year head coach, kind of trying to figure all this stuff out. And, you know, I would think that 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 gold helmet could be heavy. I mean, that's a a heavy crown to wear. And um, So, yeah, good for him. And, I mean, the Tigers, the ACC band is just bad. I mean, it really is. There's no redeeming... You, you know, you at Wait, one point, Wake I,
3: fell off a cliff. At one really point, you could feel Wake.
6: okay about Wake early on. You felt pretty decent about state. All of a sudden, Carolina, who couldn't stop anybody, looks like that might be the best team in the ACC. Probably may, are they the favorite to win it now? I th- would think so. And they're coming out of the what the coastal, yeah. which has nobody, yeah. So, I mean, it's um, I, I it, but it's it's a bad league, but Clemson. Cannot move the
5: football.
3: They and they gave the freshman a chance, and his first snap, he throws an interception. I think they should just start him moving forward and see what happens because the DJ, it's not no. And DJ
6: work. man, I was so excited about that guy a few years back when he came in in relief, and two years ago at Notre Dame, at, yeah, Notre, Dame, man. at Notre Dame, oh, at Notre freaking awesome. Yeah, and then they had the other guy playing behind him that was uh, you know, like a, a Samoan guy. He 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 played a little bit in a blowout. He left. But, you know, and then they bring in the the highest-rated recruit they've ever gotten in this in this freshman. So, I, I mean, who knows? But it, it's amazing to see these programs, and I wonder, again, how much NIL and all this stuff, what the impact it has had on Clemson, because it's – Clemson just isn't Alabama. I mean, there for a while, they were really, really good, but it just isn't the same Alabama. And they look like they were going to get to that peak of being like an Alabama. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I don't know – But they – I don't know how much the school revenue has bearing over NIL revenue, but you would think there would be some commensurate. Like, if they're signing that big of a TV deal, that maybe the fan base is that big. Therefore, you don't have to have one person write a huge check; you can have a lot of people write medium-sized checks. Maybe that doesn't make sense, but it seems like with Alabama or any of these Big Ten teams that just got, well, they get they still don't know the final numbers, but seventy to one hundred million per team just off TV deals when I think the last thing I saw, the ACC was getting like 32 million a team. So, I mean, I don't know if that's commensurate. I mean, I, in other words, I don't know if the NIL has, if there's any relation between the two. I know that they, they're not related as far as who manages them and that kind of thing. But, um, I, you know, I don't know. Do we just really see the haves really get away from the half nots
3: Clemson did get to Bama level, and I mean, you look in the NFL right now at all the NFL players from Clemson. I mean, they got there, but they they almost they they made the climb, and it was a quick.
6: No, and, and I guess no, never point, applied I them. guess my point to that is, did did these other did did Alabama and the the other Alabamas of the world go? Wait a minute, are we under like are we underbidding for these kids? Like, how are they? How are they going that, to Clemson? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, can Clemson sell to them? Hey, you need to come to the ACC because you don't have to play the SEC schedule every week. And does that work against them? And by the way, you know who's
3: not at Alabama's
6: level right now? Alabama. No. Who do they have? Who do they have this week?
3: They usually I, the, the second the
5: last week they play like a FCS. School. I saw
6: something that there was like a they, they were the they, they were on, week, they, they were on upset alert.
3: Well, I'm not saying it would be this
5: week, but it
6: ah. Uh, right.
3: Lane, the lane train at Ole Miss. Who's with the line in that game? Ooh, Alabama minus 12. Alabama has not covered these big spreads in the last two years, so. I love Ole Miss there. That'll be interesting as it gets
6: closer to game time. All right, Molly. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, enjoyed it, buddy. Anything we missed? I mean, I, I just want to say publicly I'm very proud of you for staying composed today. That was impressive. <laughs> great job, Flip. Let's I'll see tell if you, you can what back I can it do. Up. I can take the coaching. Let's you see if are... you can back it up. Now it's 1% better every day. Stay okay. consistent.
3: And uh, I have a great rapport with Bryce Williams, so I, I don't think I'll be yelling at him uh, high-pitched. Okay. And, and really, you bring it out of me because <laughs> – Well, man, I'm sorry. (laughs) You're right. That is annoying. I'd hate to talk to me. I can tell you that. Thanks, Molly. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Bryce Williams joins us. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors, talk pirate football, and hear from Luke Fickle, head football coach of the Bearcats, when we return after this.
9: Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club, or you can visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock.
3: All righty. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday, Hour 3. That means Bryce Williams is here. Come here. Can we get a little... Uh... I saw the yes. light, I was baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again, I'm a brand
8: new man.
10: Hmm. If you need a smile, just listen to that.
3: Just, yeah? You know, it, it just, just... a smile on your face. Brings me joy. Uh, Bryce, the Pirates and the Bearcats will go at it Friday night, 8 o'clock on ESPN2. Mhm. second straight okay. Friday night road game on the Deuce. They won the first one 27-24 over BYU. Um, what time is the Houston game next week? TBA. Have you heard Oh
10: yeah, there was like a Have you heard uh, the
3: scuttlebutt about yeah, it? Yeah,
10: from uh, of course I saw it from y'all. It was like a six. what you say, six panel or something weird. There's just
3: Oh, a 6-day window six as far day, as when they're going to uh, announce yeah. the time.
10: And uh, yeah, it was a few options.
3: So, one of the options is 11 a.m. What? Our time. No. Too early for a football game? Yeah.
10: That's, why?
3: Uh, well, because that's the uh, the first window of games on ESPN 2. Mm-hmm. And if East Carolina beats Cincinnati, ESPN wants them in an important game on their main channels. Now, <laughs> if ECU loses to Cincinnati, it's likely going to be a ESPN Plus game, which we can pick our own time. So right. it would be better for the fans. But if the Pirates win, it's likely going to be either eleven or uh, there was a four o'clock ESPNU, which is a much better yeah kickoff time.
10: Four by ten. If we win, um, I'd much rather take an eleven. I mean, if that's the case, then by all means, I'd be up for a win and have much of a uh, brass monkeys a tailgate. Brass monkeys. What are those exactly? Well, I learned that from uh, my old buddy Shane. Those would be. Uh, orange juice and a beer. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, mixed together, Beastie almost like Boys. a mimosa, but
3: a beer. Beastie Boys had a song mm-hmm. called Brass yeah. Monkey. Uh, Bryce, your uh, your mustache is not going unnoticed. Yeah. God, I just want you to know perfect. that. Perfect. Thanks, man. You know,
10: I, I was going about to cut it, and I'm like, man, you know what? I'm gonna ride it out. We're about to go on a hunting trip this weekend, and I said, you know what? Maybe it'll bring me good luck. You know, so I'm gonna ride it out depending on how it looks maybe Sunday I mean it may maybe just haven't given it a chance you know
3: yeah You. <laughs> it's one of those things that when I get one too it's tough to look at
10: yeah I always think I um,
3: have it I'm like do
10: I look like an idiot but no one's said anything nobody's gonna call you to an idiot Anna hasn't commented
3: negative on it or maybe she just has she re- said anything positive about it no yeah I think it's like she's just gonna this put the me. ball in your court and- yeah Kind of like Bryce, you know what you need to do with that, but I'm not going to say it.
8: <laughs> yeah.
3: uh, you got good length. You don't have a lot of fill. Oh, that's my yeah. I'm she and
10: it's like here. Let me just put uh, let me just put some whatever she put. Yeah, it like, wasn't my scare, but it was this other kind of fill it yeah and it looked pretty cool <laughs> so maybe i might might need to keep one of those in the pocket whatever she put on my lip yeah. especially if i go like to dinner or something i can yeah.
3: spice it up you go into a big uh work meet you got a mm-hmm. new job and you're gonna talk to the guy and you're kind of in your truck exactly it in. man this guy's legit he's got a heavy mustache this is uh tom sellick over here uh let's hear from luke fickle he is the head football coach at cincinnati and uh, coming off a short week, because they played on Saturday against Navy, uh, he was asked, being on a short week, does it help that you've seen so much of Holt nailers? you kind of know what to prepare
11: for. Cut one, Shirley Rhodes. <laughs> no, I, I don't know that that's, you know, I don't know that that makes it any different. I mean, for us and for me and maybe for some of the coaches, I mean, yeah, you've got a, maybe a decent grasp, but not what we know it's what those guys in those seats can can know and understand and we've got a lot of guys that haven't played and um you know on both sides of the ball but uh you know short weeks are always different and and difficult i think sometimes for us just because we get in such a routine that uh, you got to change some things up so you know it is what it is but uh you know we got to move forward
3: so a familiar opponent but familiar pieces uh for ecu side and bryce do you remember that like it's probably the same for you, but playing a non-conference opponent compared to playing—I uh, don't know—who y'all always play back then, Marshall and whoever—the team you played every single year, uh, like UCF. Like, was the prep was the same, obviously, but was it any easier when you play a team that you're so familiar with? Um,
10: I think for us, it's you know, no, not too much difference. I think where it may may, may be a little difficult. It's really for the, like the coaches and the GAs who actually are. Really breaking down the film um, of the opponent. So I think things, you know, maybe a little more difficult for them because they literally give us a cheat sheet and a breakdown of who starts, who, you know, the size of the guys. And they, I mean, they do a good job of breaking it down. So I wouldn't say so much for um, myself. um, Or I would say as players, it makes it that much more difficult, but more more so on the coaches and like the GAs and stuff.
3: And you got so much on your mind about your job and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, do you even remember a case where, Hey, we're playing this team again. I remember that safety. I remember that linebacker. Uh, like do you
8: Um
10: yeah, I mean I remember like the numbers and the face and the names yeah. and stuff. Yeah, most definitely. Um most familiar stuff. You know, for, like for Temple, you know, um Maticavich, oh, sure. yeah. I can't think of his name, uh first name, but um you know, he was a familiar guy and then Tyler? Tyler yeah, Tyler yeah. Matakavich, him. Um, and then I guess it was number zero. I can't remember his name for Temple, but you several, you know, familiar numbers and f- names, you know, you recognize through the years.
3: Uh, Luke Fickle said, and kind of compared it to Desmond Ritter about how it seemed like he was there forever. Luke Fickle, uh, was kind of asked half jokingly. Are you
11: surprised to still see Holt nailers at East Carolina after all these years cut to, um, obviously it's the uniqueness of what we college football is right now. And he's taking advantage of, uh, of that. And, um, you know, I guess it's a great thing. We've got some guys, you know, we got a Wilson Huber that's in his sixth year and, and some guys that have taken incredible advantage of, of some extra opportunities to continue to play the game and, you know, maybe even get a couple extra degrees.
3: All right, I'm going to set up this question Luke Fickle was asked, and then I'm going to ask Bryce Williams the same hmm. question and see how he answers it. Uh, Luke Fickle was asked, is East Carolina doing anything differently right now during this three-game winning streak that they weren't doing earlier in the year when they were losing some games. Cut three.
11: They, they've won the close games. They've won in overtime. I mean, game one with NC State. I mean, that's his. I mean, and that could have gone either direction at any point in time. And uh, obviously, that's a really good football team as well. Um, so I think that the, the, you. The thing that you're seeing now is they're they're winning those games at the end, and uh, you know from the two overtime wins, and and momentum is a big deal, and uh, they've done a really good job. They've played really well, you know, especially at the end of the year, um, the last few years. So we know what uh, we know. We're going to get a great shot. We know we're going to get uh, you know what we've seen on film and something a little bit better. And you know, regardless if they're coming off a bye week or not, this is this has been a unique one for for both sides um, for a few years now.
3: All right, so it, it, he talked very big picture. They're, they're winning games at the end. Well, that happened in <laughs> you know the yeah. Memphis game and and the BYU game. They blew out UCF. One thing he did say that's true: Mike Houston's teams do play their best football at the end of the year. That's been a staple for him. But how about you, Bryce? Have you is, is East Carolina doing anything different during this Memphis UCF BYU streak? That they weren't doing when they were losing to Tulane and to Navy earlier this year. Um, I would definitely say,
10: you know, just sort of replan though the games that you know uh, we've already played, and I would say, where, I mean, I think we're doing a great job of you know making plays in tough situations. You know, you know, long third downs, and um, you know, not much time on the clock. You know, guys are stepping up. Um, you know, Holton's making good throws when they need to be, or runs and all that. I mean, I think definitely. I mean, we're just performing really good during these tense moments um, and making plays, and then I feel like we've been playing pretty clean as far as, you know, penalties and dumb mistakes, um, you know, in turnovers, um, you know, from what I'm remembering from the past game. So I think those are two big things is, I mean, we say, you know, we're doing well when, you know, your back's against, against the wall, you know, and, you know, coming out on top. So that's exciting to know that, you know, this team can um, perform in those situations.
3: Well, one word you said there, uh, definitely, it's its an easy way to look at it, but turnovers. When the Pirates turn it over, they lose. When they yeah. don't, they win. Uh, yeah. And it's kind of been as simple as that. And uh, taking care of the football is something they have done during this winning streak here. And uh, its it's been great to see for uh, East Carolina. All right, they have a main weapon, too, and that is Keaton Mitchell. Luke Fickle gave his thoughts on the Pirates running back.
11: He's a different. why he's leading the league in rushing and and uh, I think the uniqueness is yes, that you can see the big long ones where he can circle the defense because of his electric speed and quickness. To be honest with you, um, but there's plenty of shots where he hits it right up in the middle. You know, he had he went on a long one against BYU right through the a gap. So um, he's they've got a really good one-two punch with him, meaning that he can take it outside and he can make things happen. Um, but he's not afraid to stick it thing up in the middle. And not saying injuries, but like I think. You know, with other other guy getting hurt a little bit, puts a little bit more onus on him and I think, you know, for them it might even be a better thing, you know, get the hot hand going a little bit more and giving him some more opportunities. So um, you know, where everybody would say, Hey, they're the team that slings the football. They're also leading you know at the leading rusher in the league. So that's what makes them who they are, I think, offensively and what makes them so good.
3: All right, uh, a lot of compliments there for Keaton Mitchell who the pirates tried to run on third and one and fourth and one last week. Mm-hmm. Didn't quite work out, but Keaton uh, can get the tough yards. Certainly can get those yards on the outside. Turns the corner like nobody we've seen since Chris Johnson around here, and uh, is a main weapon. And kind of pointed out that now he and and what was the game where he got twenty nine carry? I think Memphis maybe when he got uh, just a ton of work. Rajay out, so you got to feed the man, mm-hmm. and uh, and they're going to him now, and especially. Yeah, uh, when you know the, they're taking away the pass like they did last week, uh, they're not going to let you go to Winstead and CJ. ECU has shown that they will lean on them; they'll rely on Keaton Mitchell to be the the bell cow there.
10: Oh yeah, and one thing that uh, Coach Pickles said, you know, you know, feed the hot hand. I mean, you know, Keaton's obviously a well conditioned, you know, athlete. So. It's, probably like it's going to take a lot for him to, uh, you know, really get worn down and you know out of breath. So I mean, if he's hot, you know, keep him going until he kind of wants to pull himself out for a breather. And you know? um, so I mean, obviously he breaks one for fifty. He may want to a little uh, break after that, but um, it is good knowing that we have Keaton out there and you know he can make the big plays. Um, and they've shown us that they stop the pass. Then we'll just run it down, you know, run it down your throat and you know make yards there and. Um, try to keep the defense honest.
3: Uh, Football pet peeve. Uh, RG3 tweeted about this the other day. I I don't necessarily remember it happened with Keaton, so this is not like an ECU thing. This is a football as a whole thing. When a player, when Keaton Mitchell has a 65-yard run and gets it to the 24, I next play if he's still in the game maybe go play action or so don't give the ball to him again and him get one yard rg3 tweeted the other day when a quarterback has a long run i don't know if he was talking about justin fields or who and runs for 40 yards um you know have a have an easy run play or something for him next (laughs) to like catch his breath instead of maybe like a rollout pass or something you know like have a little bit of awareness on what just happened to play before right. so I, I i was like yeah that makes sense yeah man. yeah because
10: you, you especially those long runs you know i never really broke one for too long a yardage but you know i would even get winded um after you know 20 15 yard you know runs or
3: whatever it may be pull up the tape from the end of the florida game goodness where they kept goodness. throwing to bryce every play on the last drive yeah. and you were like we could see you dying oh. on
10: TV. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was, uh, which it was great. You no, know, I was
10: in the zone, ready yeah. to go. And then, uh, well, man, I've probably said on the said it before, but I, you know, I was definitely tired. But I wasn't going come, to come out of that game or nothing. I was going to yeah. go till I pass out. And I got tackled, and. J.T. helps me up, and I'm laying on my back, breathing hard. I asked J.T. if he was okay. And, <laughs> you, you okay, bud? And uh, it, that was funny. I, that just shows cut
3: out And, was, of course, I that's at the end of the game, two-minute drill. Like, you got to yeah. go. It doesn't matter. Oh, I mean, yeah. You just got to go. Yeah.
10: I mean, thank but. goodness we worked on... We were well-conditioned. So, um, that
3: definitely, I think, played a role that game. But, man, they were... You were exhausted, and they kept feeding you and feeding yeah. you, and it was... Uh, Y'all yeah. should have won that game. Oh, God, that one hurt. Yep, should have won that game. Uh, stat to consider? Eh, UB stat sheet, East Carolina plus six turnover margin. Puts them in like the top quarter, top uh, fifth of the country. at tied for 26. Um, how was your turnover margin when Lincoln Riley was here, Bryce? Was, do you remember? I
10: think – I mean, we won a bunch of games. I think we were, did fairly well as far as um, –
3: you're not turn the ball over. Because this is a pretty insane stat. Uh, USC has turned the ball over twice this year. Jeez. They have forced 18 for a nation-leading plus 16 turnover margin. Uh-huh. But one interception, one fumble all year for Southern Cal. Wow. That is crazy. That's impressive.
10: That's good football.
3: Yep. And, uh, again, 18 forced turnovers for the Trojans. Um, wild score on Saturday. I tweeted this one out and said basketball season – Started a little early because SMU rolled up 77 points Jeez. Uh, on Houston. Uh, Houston scored 63 themselves, 77 wow, to 63. Boy. So this, I, this was just from the Luke Fickle press conference. It has nothing to do with East Carolina, nothing to do with anything. I just found it interesting that a coach was being asked about a score where he wasn't involved in. Here was Luke Fickle, uh, his response to, did you see SMU put up 77 points on Houston?
11: I did go home and watch a little bit of football, and I saw a score come across the bottom at halftime. It was like 55 to 30-some, and I swore it had to be a misprint i did not know it was a football game um and then obviously i didn't pay much attention and then saw the final score like 77 to 63 10 touchdowns for mordecai and i don't know how many tune had eight or seven or whatever but
7: mordecai had 10 touchdowns nine incompletions. completions
11: so it, it it's crazy. i'm not exactly sure at some point in time we will watch that just to see how that went um but there's a lot of things that go on in guys football that uh that amaze me and uh You know, I think that's, but that's what you see that week in and week out, there isn't that much of a discrepancy between a lot of these teams, you know, and I mean that. Um, And so, you know, who's got the hot hand, who's playing well, who continues to grow, what guys can keep their teams, you know, all kind of pointed in the right direction. And, you know, I, I think obviously that's a, that's not a bad football team that can score some points, obviously.
3: 77 to 63, Bryce, you've been in a 70-point game Mm -hmm. before, and and as you witnessed and were a part of that day, like a lot of things have to go right for you to score that many points. And I think about that one. You got a bomb to Trayvon Brown like the second or third play Mm -hmm. of the game to get it rolling. Uh, Zeke had kind of a back-breaking pick six right at the start of the third quarter that I remember. Uh And then one of the most – and you scored right before halftime – I don't know if that was the one to Bishop or Zay Jones. But right before halftime, you guys scored. And then you had a third and 26, uh, something like that. And it's one of those plays where you just play it safe and you run a little draw to Breon Allen and nobody touches him. And he just runs for a touchdown. (laughs) Oh yeah, I guess credit y'all's blocking, but
10: we're going towards the Murphy. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, uh, Third and 26. Everybody know what, what plays coming and just scoots it so when you score 70 or 77 in this case like mm, everything's got to pretty insane. much go right yeah you're
10: clicking uh um, <laughs> everything's doing well i don't know how many what turnover what the turnovers were in that game but that's uh that's a pretty good pretty good score you're pr- typically gonna win a game you know scoring seventy-seven seven points i'd say uh,
3: yeah and they just they scored every time they touched the ball smu did and mm-hmm. it was uh it was pretty impressive there on saturday all right let's take a break we'll come back we'll have More Pirate Football Talk, Pirate Radio Outdoors, and more with Bryce Williams here, hour number three, on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
9: At Angel Oak, they continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard digital, government, and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
3: Back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. We sent our guy, Chan Man, out with the big dog, Glenn Griffin. Get a little uh, football practice audio in and also uh, surely some hoops as they'll be in Men G's tonight. East Carolina taking on Mercer, the Bears of Mercer. Mm. A one and a half point favorite over the Pirates tonight. And the only thing I can tell you about Mercer is uh, they beat Duke in the NCAA tournament one year. What year Mercer. was that, Mercer?
10: I always played a joke and called Mercer. Mercer,
3: was it? I want to get to Mercer.
9: 2016? Uh, <laughs> 2017? something like that. Twenty fourteen. Oh, it was okay. It oh, was a long longer time, than time that. ago.
3: Yep, March twenty first, twenty fourteen. uh Bryce, where is Mercer located? What state?
10: I'm gonna go. I'll
3: give you a hint. They're in the. um it's In the Midwest. Are they in the Socon? Let's see so i believe they're in the yeah. southern conference but let me make sure yeah they're in the southern conference so there's does that clue. even mean
10: anything these days
3: this does yes
10: okay i'm gonna go mercer is good question in, but yes it um, does i'm gonna can i get uh, i guess the southern conference is my region i'm gonna go for um lucky guess in are in georgia
3: That would be correct. Oh, man. My clue was going to be they're in a city called Macon. Macon, Georgia. You familiar with that?
10: It sounds somewhat familiar, but um, not really. I've
9: been to Macon, Georgia before.
3: Shirley, wasn't there like a minor league? Was it a hockey team? Billy Weaver always talks about this. Uh, The Macon Whoopee. Did I make that up? I Uh,
9: I have no idea. I was thinking Macon Bacons, but
3: there you go a,
10: oh a whoopee is a, a pelican
3: oh i never knew that bird so I it's a play that's... on words and they have the mm-hmm. the bird there as a uh
9: i mean it's a genius name
3: yeah making whoopee it's a team in the it's kind of fun to say oh and now defunct team they played until 2001 oh bring back the whoopee
9: yes i agree <laughs> yeah. that's a hat all of us would wear <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's
3: pretty cool need that hat all right bryce uh let's head you gonna head outside we can go outside. go outside let's go outside see what's going on pirate radio outdoors here on a tuesday uh boy it has been hot but it has uh cooled off a bit so what does the temperatures lately mean for uh what you've been doing outdoors well
10: i went you know deer hunting ideally and like this time of year the rut you know people all man, cooler temperatures um you know we'll get the dose, i guess uh receptive i guess is the term you can call it AK, i guess in heat and, um, normally like, oh, you know, that needs cool off before that rut really kicks in. Um, things like that. So I've been kind of hesitant getting in the woods, but I did go in the woods Thursday because I had a good wind. And I said, well, you, you never know. You know, deer got to move, they got to eat. So I was in the woods and was able to see, finally, a buck in the, you know, while I was hunting, which was nice because typically all I've seen is like, um, just does. So, uh, and he was look like he was seeking, he was on a mission, find a doe. Um, he wasn't a shooter, so, um... You know, I passed him up, but it was actually it was good to see um, a buck in the woods while I was actually hunting, and um, you know, hopeful for um, these cooler temperatures to stay on, and that hopefully the rut really gets going, and uh, start seeing a lot more activity on my camera as far as bucks, and um, but there could be a shooter around, the, you know shooter in the woods, they're just not going by the camera because obviously I'm only covering a small portion of um, the land, so I'll be ready to get in the woods when it cools off again. Um, and then this weekend, since it was warm, figured, well, let's you know, go fishing. So I went fishing with one of my buddies, um, out in the Pamlico and started off really slow and, and he's a good fisherman, you know, knows, knows stuff. So we're like, all right, what's going on now? Well, we ended up shooting across the Pamlico on the North side and, um, wind picked up and, I mean, it was really when when wind was kind of paying the butt to fish and try to position the boat and, you know, work a lure and stuff. But uh, we ended up finding this one point where the wind was coming in to the creek and uh, the current was off, and the water was getting pushed in. So around, the, you know, the point, um, we, caught a, we caught a two-man limit of trout easily. Um, ended up catching a 21-inch trout, and then he ended up catching two slot redfish. So we ended the you know, ended the day on a good note and you know it's amazing how just it can flip a switch and um the bike gets hot so i was able to do be in the woods and the water um and then looking forward to this weekend that hope i can share a story with next tuesday
3: uh i've probably asked you this before but uh i've learned more about fishing and talking to you and you're you're out there targeting a certain kind of fish Mm -hmm. right so how Rare. How often do you target? You're targeting one type of fish, and you reel it in, and it's something completely different.
10: Uh, I mean, it, it pretty much will happen, you know, once on a trip. I mean, the lures we use um, will, you know, attract, you know, your redfish, your flounder, your, and then obviously mainly your trout. Um, you know, typically a trout's not really going to bite something like a spoon. I've never had a. Trout, either spoon or like kind of, a, I guess you call it spinner bait um, that you can use for redfish and things like that. But it happens, you know, pretty often. That's kind of fascinating,
3: uh, though, that the, there's been so much, I guess, trial and error over these decades and centuries oh, yeah. that now they know what each fish oh for sure wants and Yeah, takes. most
10: definitely. And, uh, I forgot about you know uh, striper. You know, catch striper on a mirror lure. I get. I don't know really what it is about trout really honing in on well trout and redfish pretty much will eat the same thing and rock or striper no top water all three will eat i've had a flounder sky up and eat top water
3: so Um, have you you've been have you ever been like like wow that's shocking that this is on the other end of this um, hook? no not so much i mean
10: you're obviously wanting to catch trout and i mean if you catch a 23 inch redfish it's still fun but you're like I really, you know
3: it's, so that's luck you're in it for skill is that, is that what
10: you're saying like um, nah No, nah, not so much skill cause you're not sure you're fishing in the same areas yeah. where you think trout will be you know um, honing in on um, like for instance my Anna's grandpa they went fishing this weekend and he just had a, you know a little jig head trout fishing probably about a 4 inch size bait and they up catching I'm assuming it was a 40 inch drum mm. on a trout rod
8: Okay, you
10: know yeah. and uh yeah, I mean, you hone in on certain, you know, tactics and areas of the water to try and get your fish. But, I mean, the majority of them all hang out in the same area. Um, you know, but normally, like, if you're catching trout, you know, they'll, they'll normally be schooled up. Maybe you're the redfish. We end up catching two redfish off that point. But um, typically where, like, they're schooled up, that's where you're going to catch. But it's just a matter of hunting them down. But you don't want to catch a bluefish. Those are aggravate. Okay.
3: Don't want to catch king, a bluefish. Unless fish. you're kingfishing. Um, Alex, I'm proud of myself. I remembered what you reminded me of before you. I saw that you reminded me of it. Uh, and we'll get to that in a moment. John is asking, has Bryce ever done any swan hunting? Oh, so, those, those beautiful
10: creatures. So it's funny he asked that because
3: I did get a swan permit to hunt
10: this, hunt, hunt one this year. You know, only get one. Um, you have to draw for it. So it would be me, my buddy Hunter, and then Jay. Maybe one more person. Your buddy
3: Hunter, huh? Yeah. What a name.
10: So, I uh, actually will be hunting, going on some uh, swan hunts this year, so to hopefully get one. So Where
3: do you go for that?
10: Um, I think we're going somewhere in Pamlico County or Hyde County.
3: All right. So, um, that's a good question, though. Like, well, we've talked turkey. We've talked duck, obviously. Mm-hmm. Swan. What other uh, species of birds, like... Have you hunted or? Uh, wait. Or can you so hunt? We have.
10: We said turkey already. Yeah. Swan.
3: Are there any others uh, out there?
10: Yep. Yeah, between your ducks, you can hunt crows.
8: Hmm.
3: It's kind of a maybe. So, uh, How, what's a peasant? pheasant? Pheasant? <laughs> <laughs> a pheasant. A pheasant. Uh, I'm a
10: pheasant. What's a pheasant? <laughs> um, a pheasant. They're obviously more in like the Midwest. Um. Out there, but they're almost, they're a very beautiful bird.
3: Are they huntable? They're pretty
10: much a really athletic chicken with more color to them. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. you eat them, right? Oh, yeah. I've never yeah. had pheasant, but uh, they're really good. Um, I'd like to go on a pheasant hunt. You know what? South Dakota, you know, is a big, a really popular spot or state that, um, let's see, that's a, that's a grouse. Quail. How about yeah, a quail? Yeah, uh, I've never been quail hunting. You got grouse. Um...
3: Oh, that is a weird-looking thing. It's like a colorful turkey or something? Another
10: really athletic chicken.
3: Really athletic chicken.
10: uh, There's like woodcocks you can um, hunt. There's a pheasant. Quail. Quail. Snipe. Do you eat that? Yeah. As far as I'm going, I've never had. Turkey. Turkey.
3: There's your woodcock. Woodcock.
10: Okay. So I mean, there's definitely... There's a lot more birds I I haven't shot yet, but uh, I've got to get my... I guess give them, uh quantities up on some waterfowl maybe before I start exploring.
3: And Bryce, uh, you need to talk to somebody with more knowledge than me, but I am I think the uh, seagull population is out of control. If we could uh, you get you out Honestly, on the beach yeah. to take out some yeah. of them. You
10: yeah, know it's, like, illegal to shoot them there.
3: <laughs> which is crazy.
10: I'm like... I don't, I mean, they they clean up, and I guess they're kind of like the vulture
3: of the beach. They clean up the beach from they, uh, yeah, everything they, people leave out there. Yeah, it people up. leave up, and then the
10: problem they is they
3: clean them. it up while you're trying to eat. Exactly. I no lie. This uh, this
10: was actually um, this weekend. We were out in the creek, and this seagull flew over. And I was fishing, and then sure enough, uh, he crapped in you know in the air, and sc- and landed just a foot off the boat i mean like in front of me so he almost crapped on me and i swear he did it out of spite yeah you don't just crap randomly like over a
3: boat and he's like hi y'all can't shoot me yeah which you could but it would be i wouldn't you yeah. get arrested and go to jail if
10: someone caught you <laughs> you know that's why you don't post those pictures he's taunting <laughs> just
3: kidding. a taunting seagull yeah. tyler says does bryce have any spots in forsyth or davie county to fish uh, well, I'm from Davidson County. Uh, the best thing I could tell you would be High Rock. What? High
10: Rock Lake or the Yakin River. The Yakin River. All
3: right. Uh, this is what i reminded myself of. Is, uh, I got this from two people this week. Uh, terrible maps on Twitter put up the use of dang in the United States huh. as a heat map. And uh, surprisingly, Pitt County ain't even in there. So Pitt there County is in the yellow. But what I find interesting is because bryce is raising the pitt county score but point on the map where you grew up bryce i grew up oh yeah clearly right in the middle of the red deep red (laughs) so it got you good yeah dang got me and now you're bringing it over to here uh to the folks on the east side i'm trying trying to start a new trend dang is uh very prevalent in western north carolina southern north carolina throughout south carolina georgia uh bama mississippi tennessee What's that, Arkansas? I think it's Arkansas. Northern Louisiana. Northern yeah. Just about all of Oklahoma uh-huh. and the north half of Texas. Huh, I wonder who did those polls. Yeah, this is probably fake. But um it's out in, yeah. nobody in Maine or California is huh. saying dang.
10: What about Dagum? You know uh, we, I haven't we,
3: seen we, that poll. What
10: if we can find that poll somewhere? <laughs> Dagum.
3: Nobody uh it might just be up a street address. <laughs> <laughs> One tiny burgundy dot yeah. <laughs> uh, right there. all right let's take a break we'll come back more to go pirate radio live here on we never got to this point of the uh music of the uh pirate radio outdoors music
9: that was a little you know lazy river yeah okay. Just chilling. This, 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 the fish aren't biting, but you don't really care. Kind of music. This music right here. No, it oh. was what was playing earlier.
10: Oh, I, I kind of forgot. I couldn't even. Notice. You were with so much of the. Uh, i was to say this music could go along like after you kill a deer. It's like a celebration dance.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so when you're out there hunting, obviously you don't have music playing, right? No. What's uh? Do you have any fishing music to get you in the mood? You know, so I used
10: to...
9: <laughs> I oh, I used,
3: now I just need to be on a boat. Yeah.
9: Yeah, this is what I was talking about. You're on a Calm you're on Calm boat. This is lazy river. It's just a this lazy nice. river. Fish aren't biting. You don't care. You're just you, you got nothing to do all day but sit here and, and wait for out. the fish to bite.
3: Would, if you had music playing, would those vibrations affect so, the fishing
10: so i used to actually
3: great have question a little, by me yeah it was a good question so
10: i used to be kind of a more um music playing guy not loud but you know just subtle background noise within well, my buddy i fish with um <laughs> he's uh like i said he is in on it i mean he is fanatic and uh we went fishing on my boat one day and i turned the music up you know i probably had like on if it was a 10 scale it's probably like on like a five and he said, What the heck are you doing? Turn that off. You know I wow. trying to okay. fish. All right. And uh, so honestly now that I'm fishing, I do not play music. I don't anymore. So just I guess it's more stealth, you know. Yeah. You know, when you're coming up to the point that you're fishing, you know, you're not gonna drive 50 yards and you know for, you know because obviously you can cast you you know i cut the motor off will probably yeah. a good hundred before i get to the point right you know, get to the point and then troll the motor in there it's all about stealth
3: and then okay even on top of the water you got it mm-hmm. you got to be quiet yeah interesting all the right
10: sound travel it's funny because you're on the boat uh, i mean a boat will be like 300 yards away and no lie you can hear them talking hmm. like sound travels on the water soup yeah that's huh. crazy so you try to science talk. You try not to talk crap about other people. You're like, what
3: the heck <laughs> you See that boat over to? there? They don't know what they're doing over there. Nah, no, that
10: reels up. There. Hey, we can hear you, buddy. <laughs> Screw you.
3: <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go after the
9: or filler. Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock.
3: Back with you. Pirate Radio Live. Shirley, you ever wonder why all the pins in the Pirate Radio building never have a clip on them?
9: Yeah, it's because you break them.
3: Oh, okay. Because there's only one whoops. clip around here.
9: <laughs>
3: Thank you, Bryce. That was Bryce's uh, joke. I'll give him credit for that. But I don't even notice I'm doing these things and Bryce during the breaks like hey, you uh you break the clip off your pen there.
9: I think it's like a it's like a nervous habit I, I, you have. Yeah, I like, do. Because some, I'm the same way, yeah. but I what I do is I do a lot of this
3: oh i do that too the, the clicking a, I do that too. either a
9: click or taking the cap off and putting it right back on <laughs> Folks, it's out just there a listening. nervous habit what are
3: your nervous yeah. tics what are your nervous habits mine are certainly yeah, I'll, I'll click skin. a pin like this i'll do what shirley did cap on cap off, off.
9: but the clip thing drives me oh, oh, it would nuts
3: too.
10: it would drive I can't me crazy stand
9: it? it yes because i will grab a pin and and if it's not broken off, it's sticking out oh, like in an yeah. L. <laughs> oh,
10: yeah, because it'll twirl yes. yeah. yeah. yes. yeah. it. Yes. Those
9: are the bigs. Yes. And it digs into the, the joint, but you know, the skin uh-huh. between my thumb and my my pointer finger. Yeah. And it drives me crazy. And I'm like, clip.
3: Uh, why do you... No, you don't. You don't say Actually, anything.
9: Actually, I don't ever say anything to him about it. And I
3: appreciate that. But also, if you i'm gonna to try to be better about that what's another difference? the problem is i don't know i'm doing it but i'm gonna to try to be better okay
9: no it's just you know most of the time i can tell when cliff has been <laughs> messing with the pins because either it's broken off or it's bent in like a really yeah. odd shape and uh so so what i'll do is like this particular pin he hasn't touched because i still have my little yeah. piece here and what I do is I hide this pen. See, that
3: one, I don't think I would take off. That is a... No,
9: because the cap comes off.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't mess with that.
9: Right, but if it was one of those pins, like the God. one you have up there, Snap I it. I hide them to keep him from breaking mine off.
3: The more I think, it, like we talk about it, the more I feel like a psychopath, you know?
9: No, like because I, psychotic I don't behavior. break anything, so to speak, but I do have a nervous tic. So, and, and I do it with people sitting around me. Um, sometimes I'll have my foot on the, well, you know what I'm talking about, the little leg right here underneath our table. Yep. And I have this thing where I cannot sit still. Yep. So even if I'm sitting still, my right leg is bouncing up and down, mm. which causes the monitors to bounce, mm. which messes with the camera. So
8: Restless Chandler,
9: yeah, yeah. Chandler gets on me about that.
3: John says I'm a leg rattler. I yeah. am as well.
9: I don't do it in my sleep. It's just when I'm sitting still. Yeah here during the day i just my leg has to be some some part of me has to be in motion
3: bryce uh what are your probably picking
10: my finger yeah my, yeah, my, yeah I guess I my, is it my finger skin i don't know what that i do that yeah
9: yeah yep.
3: finger skin is i know it's gross um
9: it's a bad habit but i i've never been able to break it
3: yeah it's this an anxiety
9: is, thing for me this is
3: gross but if i have a bite or a scratch or something i don't know why but I, I gotta pick scab that pick. scab. pick picker. I mean, it mm. sounds like something a child would do, but I still do it, and I, I I like to scratch it, and I don't know. It's a weird thing, man. It's I feel that's like why I'm talking to my psychiatrist my or something. <laughs>
9: you know that gnarly scar i have on my leg for yeah. where i got bitten by a dog yeah. and part of it is because it, it, the disfigurement is because i kept picking at the scab mm.
3: there's a lot of days around here where i'll walk out and chandler will be like dude you're bleeding down your entire leg and i don't even <laughs> notice it because i've been like scratching my oh yeah
8: leg. oh yeah
3: all right we're all nut jobs people yeah. it's just a matter of how much can you control uh-huh. it uh-huh yeah
9: well it's just like they say in the south we don't hide our crazy we put it out on the porch and handed a glass of sweet tea exactly
3: <laughs> exactly I like it in an old rocking chair
9: in a mm-hmm. old rocking chair we parade our crazy around yeah
3: <laughs> so there you go bryce uh any other weird stuff you do we should know about ah, a lot of it don't it's, ask gotta, anna. <laughs> it's scary to talk about right? don't
10: ask anna most time i'm a
3: loud i would love to have anna on the show and we'll do we could do the newlywed game again surely but we'll do it like for real with bryce yeah 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 yeah
9: Yeah, we could do that
3: bryce would not allow that to happen probably i
9: would yeah
3: but that would be fantastic she needs to
10: do yeah i mean i need we uh i guess either a call in or
3: however it needs to be
9: name one habit of bryce's that really drives (laughs) you up a wall and
3: then we'd ask bryce what you think she'd say and then we ask her yep and it would be something different, and you'd be like, that bothers you that much? Like, basically, it starts a fight, and then,
9: yeah. which is the whole point of the game.
3: Yeah. We can try. Yeah,
10: I'm, I'd be down for it. I can, right. uh, I'll talk with her.
3: Or maybe uh, we could just, con- we don't even have to really have her own. We could just get her answers to the questions.
8: Yes. It'd be yeah. great
3: if we had her own, but if it'd yeah. be easier, I could give her a questionnaire. She could fill out the answers. Yeah, that do it that yeah way.
10: I won't even read the questions. I'll just fold it, put it in the envelope, and say, fill this out.
3: Oh, I, I look, if, if I know one man of integrity, it's Bryce Weaves. That's leaves. me. Yeah. No yeah. questions asked. I know that. I'm a, I'm a man of my word. I was thinking more we could, like, email her or something, but if you'd like to hand it to her. Yeah, hand it to her. <laughs> you could. I mean,
10: I'll just sit there and stare at it. <laughs> what is she not <laughs> what, like what is she about? saying?
9: I'm just thinking, what's the conversation going to be like after the game and mm-hmm. everybody has gone home?
3: Mm-hmm. and then and
9: you're riding back in the car
3: yeah mm-hmm. and that a, conversation it's a quiet ride yeah <laughs> <The> quiet ride <laughs> and it goes about 15 minutes surely with no talking and then finally somebody cracks like so that bothers you that much uh-huh.
9: huh yeah <laughs> maybe <laughs> it should do this
3: yeah
10: I'm and then you
9: know Anna walks in the house and Bryce comes in after and I was I, I didn't know you were gonna I didn't know that bothered you that much yeah. And then she's going to turn around and give you the desk stare.
3: Mm-hmm. You want, you you want like, anything to drink? No, I'm going to bed.
9: I'll just crash <laughs> on the couch then. <laughs> We're
3: going to ruin a marriage here at Pirate Radio and laugh along the way. We are sick people, Shirley.
9: Well, we did say we
3: a bunch of don't pin, hide our crazy, a bunch so. of pin-breaking sickos around here at Pirate Radio. All right, good segment. Let's take a break. We'll come back and wrap it up when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this.
1: hour three of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
9: Welcome back. Uh, Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow was up 333 points at 33,160. The NASDAQ was up 82 points at 11,059, and the S&P was up 21 points at 3,828. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff. All
3: right, it is 7-2 versus 6-3 this weekend. Cincinnati has not lost a home game since 2017. What is the spread, Bryce? Well, they get three points. Yep, give them three. Spread is seven. Six, close, okay. well done. What is your prediction?
10: Man, I think we've got some high scoring stuff there. Spread 70, she's winning. Um, I'm
3: going to go 35-30. All right, a fun one. And in cincinnati friday night i think it's reasonable bryce enjoyed it as always man yep thank you all for have a good me. rest of your week have yep. some good hunting this weekend thank you we'll talk to you next week charlie we'll see you wednesday three o'clock for an all-new edition of pirate radio live so long everybody
1: thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation